welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 297, recorded on September the 17th, 2020, or September 18th for me. On tonight's episode, we have all sorts of goodness, including a Nintendo Mini Direct, which included a lovely bunch of games, as well as some other stuff like numbers. And hey, Mario 3D All-Stars is out, well, now for me, but for you guys, maybe not so much. So, Jesse, play that funky music. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Marty here from Nintendo Dads. It's episode 297. It's September 17th, 2020. Or if you're Gary from the future, it's the 18th when you're listening to us. We're so excited to be here with you tonight. And it's a full cast. It's all five of us. We're here. We're here to celebrate uh, Nintendo's Direct Mini and uh, all kinds of other cool stuff that's happened this week. Let's go around the horn here and uh, talk a little bit about ourselves, how we're doing. Justin Masson, man, how are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Uh, I'm excited for uh, for the whole lot, the whole crew to be here, of course. Remiss if I didn't say this was uh, the swan song for Mr. Uh, Mr. Gray. So, yeah. uh, you know, I figured I'd, uh, you know, show up and... Spoiler just, alert. Uh, ...just to help him out the door. That was really what I was here to do. Help him out the door as much as I can. <laughs> Pack your stuff. Yeah. I will send you your pink slip. You are no longer on our benefits plan. Now get thee out. No good paying me now. It's been a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I pay I pay you with hugs and sleeping on your couch. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, the aforementioned benefits plan is really just uh, mild passive aggressiveness from Justin uh, when we're on air, yeah. uh, as well as uh, the occasional, uh, the occasional, hey, you did a good job. Uh, yeah, that's exactly it. I do want to encourage that. I want to say, and it's also not well we're also on the air. I also bug you in your personal life via Discord. Uh, and then occasionally after I feel like I've made you too much, I will say, good job, Tim. I appreciate you. And put in like and put in like a smiley face. And it kind of like fills his bucket enough to keep moving forward. That's so right. Only, that's right. And, it's only because I appreciate really Tim. It's just filling the bucket just enough. Uh, and speaking of Tim, Tim Olive, how are you doing this evening? Uh, I'm okay. It's been a rough week. But I'm always happy to get on with you guys and help that week get better. So yeah, <laughs> well, we're you know we're. I'm sorry. This is how you cure a rough week. <laughs> it's it's Thursday night going into Friday, as Gary said. It's Friday for him, so it'll be, be Friday for me soon enough. So it's yep. it's a good way to start the weekend off. So thank God it's Thursday. Friday. Yes. <laughs> uh, Jesse Waldack here with us as well, all the way from Castle Waldack. Uh, there, if you're watching on YouTube in the background, how are you? Pretty good. Uh, I still need to get a real green screen so this fake green screen stuff goes away. But uh, that's that's. I, I have other things I want to pay for first. My only question is: is when you were like in Castle Waldack, do you speak of yourself in the third person, a la Doctor Doom? No, but I should start. And you know, I'm being told that we're not live on YouTube, which I don't know. That is well. correct. I was just going to mention it to you. You are know we, what? Are we, are we doing a do-over, or is this nah. <laughs> the carry-on? Nah. We're just going to keep going. We're just going to keep going. Yeah. This energy's uh, hot. And Justin has already alluded to this, uh, but let's just go ahead and fully let the cat out of the bag. If you haven't heard already, 
Uh, Mr. Gary Gray, who is joining us this week, is joining us for the very last time as a regular cast member of Nintendo Dads. Uh, Gary, first off, um, how are you? And second off, maybe just let us in on what's going and, on. And Tim and, off. And Tim off. And, yeah. Also, Tim Sorry. off. Uh, also, <laughs> let us know uh, kind of what's going on and, and what's next for Gary. Yeah. Uh, so, this is my last episode as a full-time uh, guest, even though uh, I say guest because I oversleep a lot of times or don't get up or or just, just generally stay in a coma. And uh, yeah, basically, uh, this time last year, I well, for the, since I started this, I started joining uh, the Nintendo Dads. I joined university just after. And it was tough but doable. Last year was particularly hard at university. Uh, my daughter's reaching an age where she needs more attention. She's getting older. I have to do um, school with her as well. So having a full-time job, uh, a pretty grueling university, which demands a lot of hours out of my free time because it's a part-time course, but I think it's really meant to be partnered with a part-time job. <laughs> and family, it just got too much. And last year I suffered a, a bit of a horrendous burnout if I'm being completely honest, like um, I wasn't so interested in gaming. I wasn't so interested in Nintendo. I wasn't really interested in anything other than sleep and food. And so this year it's coming up and uh, it's going to be an, uh, an even more grueling um, university study. And so because of that, I just can't juggle everything. Like uh, I didn't, I was doing multiple podcasts last year as well. Um, and from this from this episode onwards, I won't be doing any podcasts at all. And the reason is I need to be able to do stuff that fits around university schedule, not like something that's actually on a schedule. Like anything that happens other than university needs to be uh, free and floating. And getting up really early to do the podcast, although I absolutely love doing the podcast, love talking to you guys, love interacting with the community. It, it's just... It, it could ruin a Friday. Like it can leave me incredibly tired for the rest of the day. It's just not be able to tell you. Yeah, um, it, can, it can wreck you pretty hard. Yeah. Sure. So, so it's just something I need to let go for the, for the remainder of the next two years is like any sort of fixed scheduling, anything other than university. Um, plus I'm in the process of moving out. That doesn't start for a month or so, but I'm moving out in that time up and leading up until then. So it's, it's a busy schedule at the minute for sure. Yeah, so Gary, in addition to being incredibly busy with family, university, and everything, still helped uh, create videos and background content for Nintendo Dads. And uh, if you haven't seen it, you can see him in uh, his kind of goodbye video, uh, dancing in the end credits of our you know <laughs> end role, which, like, you got to teach me how to do that. Uh, that was really cool. And, and one thing that we want to emphasize here, Gary, is uh, just something that you've reiterated to us is that this is not goodbye so much as it's like, see you later. Like yeah. you're, you as, as you, you know, like going into what we might call Nintendo Dad's emeritus status, uh, we want you to know, and I know our audience would want you to know, you're welcome anytime. We would love you're, to you're have you. are going in back mode. <laughs> I'll probably be yeah, on board I, now. Yeah, I'd, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I do kind of want to speak to that because I, I, I would say that you know, 
this will change things because once Gary leaves, um, we're changing the locks of the house. So he's not going to be allowed to come back. I will tell yeah. everyone that right now. Um, dead to us. Dead to me. It, it, it's dead slightly to different party. to what happened with Zach because uh, yeah. Zach involves some shovels, right? Something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So you, what you don't all understand or see was the, um, outrageous, uh, racist words, uh, that Gary has used against Canadians. And so that's why I have this strong hatred toward him. All, all I said was ma- Jamaican syrup was better yeah. than maple. Yeah. And that was it. That's uncalled for. <laughs> and so actually Gary's not leaving on his own accord. He has been fired. Uh, so that's how it is. <laughs> But I digress. We'll let him do his job one last time. Right. Well, whether whatever kind of syrup you prefer, uh, Gary, just know we're going to miss you. And uh, we're thankful for the uh, input and your work and your voice here. Uh, whether I think whether Gary realizes or not, like he was actually and is still an influential voice in the in gaming. And we're, we're just thankful to brush shoulders together for a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, and so with that being said, let's stop navel-gazing and uh, let's get on to some news, shall we? Our news is brought to us each and every week by you fine folks over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where you can jump into our community for just a dollar a month, and uh, you'll get to speak with and interact with like-minded dads and now moms uh, who all love Nintendo and are dedicated to creating a fantastic community with no judgment and acceptance and diversity and all kinds of good stuff. And so we're super thrilled uh, at what our community has become. And uh, we also want to say a Thanks, a huge thanks to our brand newest patron, Shannon Eno. Thanks for jumping in uh, this past week uh, and becoming part of the Patreon army. Uh, We really appreciate you guys over there. So head on over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and join up either at the $1, $5, $10, or $30 level. There is a place for you at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. All right. So our biggest news this week, I believe, gentlemen, is the Nintendo Direct Mini that launched today, the Partner Showcase. Uh, it seems like the, uh, the, the pattern that these are following is the third to fourth week of every month, Nintendo is releasing an update on what's coming from their partners. And uh, I love this. Uh, I didn't, wasn't, wasn't too sure about the actual way this, you know, how this was going to fall or how this was going to, uh, land with the first one because you know the first one had like four games. This one, on the other hand, felt like a direct. Uh, let's just be honest, like just all of the, the things that were announced. Uh, how did this land with you guys today, Gary? What about like you? Let's go to you first. Uh, have you been able to watch it? And what, what are your thoughts? Nintendo tend to drop these uh, during my work time. So I see the announcements on Twitter before I even load up the videos. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm not one of these people who need to be like, see the presentation, not get spoiled. I'm fine with it. You'll know the game anyway, so it's fine. Um, except Nintendo's tweets can be a bit cryptic sometimes. The, the name of the game is until after the notification thing. So there was some surprises for me in there, but I actually thought this one was a lot more solid than a lot of actual directs. And like, I don't know if that's just because 
for me personally, I, I like Monsanto, so I got double the dose. Uh, and yeah, there was some really good games in here. We'll, we'll break down the games in a minute, right? But like as a whole, really good. Uh, they balanced it out with like some some smaller games being shown in there as well, and stuff that's releasing on the eShop pretty soon, which is good. Um, some name, a lot of games in there, have quite big names, right? So, like I said, Monster Hunter, uh, this guy, uh, um, or in the Will of the Wisps, all really like big games. So there's there's enough there to keep people going. But I think the thing that I'm most happy about is Monster Hunter Stories Two: The Wings of Ruin, and that's because I I really really loved the original one on the 3DS. Like I claim that it's better than the modern day Pokemon games. And so, uh, even if you're not a fan of Monster Hunter, like, this might really be for you. If, if you like the JRPG thing and you like some mechanics that aren't done in the style of, like, Final Fa- the old Final Fantasies, it's definitely worth having a look at. Awesome. What about the rest of you guys? How did, how does this land for you? Yeah, I thought, you know, going into this one, you know, so this is the third one. Uh, first one being in July, I think we are all didn't really know 100% what to expect. It was a very short package, as I recall at that time. I think it was like eight minutes. It was a very short video, and we were all kind of like, huh, not really 100% sure. And then August was, I think, like 12 minutes, and and was, here is seven different rhythm games in nine of those minutes. And so, coming into today, my expect... So, what I was hoping to hear, if I'm being very honest, was I actually wanted to hear a lot of information from EA. So, they've been quiet for three months. I'm going to be selfish. Tell me tell me when my Apex Legends hit. That's all I want to care about. That's all I know, right? And I wasn't getting that, but I was like, okay, well, let's see what go, what's going on here. I thought they came out hard on this. So, they did... I, I went through the notes here. 13 games in 15 minutes they covered. And the really great part of this one I thought they did really well was it was a little bit of that game might not be for me, but what they did really well was, but I'm sort of now interested in it. Oh, tell me more. Like, there's a lot of games that, like, in Monster Hunter is a great example of it. As I was watching the trailer, I was like, oh, this looks really cool. What is this? Really cool. And then it's like, Monster Hunter Rise. And I was like, wait, what? Like, this has been a, this has been a, uh, series that I have traditionally stayed away from. And this really had me in there. And then they really quickly hit on with some other, you know, we've got Rhythm Gate, we've got a fitness game in there, we've got some JRPGs, you know, obviously we're talking about Hades, we're talking about a golf game, we're talking about Ori later. The pacing was fantastic, and of course to drop at the very end, what they did really well was set up, start the beginning with a really great game, right, there's your, there is your Monster Hunter Rise, and then the, and we have one last thing, and the one last thing was a megaton drop, which was Ori in the Will of the Wisps, right, that had, that no one knew was coming, that was out today, Right. And that was, and that was something I got thinking about, you know, as I was driving home today, I was like, this is at eight o'clock in the morning, local time, Mountain Standard on a Thursday. And they update the eShop for their big shift on Thursdays at nine a.m. Mountain yeah. Standard time. So I'm like, there is, this is going to be hot with out today's. Um, and I think they definitely delivered that. I thought this was absolutely fantastic. Um, the other interesting thing I, I want to say before we kind of, you know, share this circuit around is Nintendo has kind of found their groove again of communication. They started this begin, they've kind of, they started a little bit of a slow trickle in August and they're really starting to find their footing. We're almost at, since August, we're almost at a delivery, an announcement, a tweet post, something new almost weekly now. And if you think about next week, next week's Thursday, or sorry, next week on Saturday is 
more of um, Hyrule, Calamity. They get another, uh, that's the Tokyo Game Show, right? Mm-hmm. So you're seeing this pacing from them that I'm, I'm just really impressed with. Now, we're not seeing the main, you know, what's Nintendo got, but the support that they're building around them is absolutely tremendous. So I'll, I'll pause here. Yeah, Jesse, Tim, thoughts? How, what did you think about this? Tim Jones, yeah. a thumbs up. I, I, I said it in Discord, and you know, I've heard people say that you know I want every one of these games or most of them. I said in Discord earlier, I can count the number of games I'm interested in on zero hands. Well, there you go. Uh, uh, you, Jesse, buy uh, buy the Monster Hunter stories too. I think there's a good chance you'll like that one. I know, I Monster Hunter try really bit me in the ass. I was excited for that one. I played it and I really and it really pissed me off. So Yeah, I think I think this is a completely different sort of game. I think it's much more up your street. It's worth checking out. I mean Monster Stories, I believe, is on the on like Apple and Android devices, the first one as well now. So it's definitely worth And they usually do demos yeah. too. So uh yeah, there, I'm there hoping there is a demo demos. of Monster Hunter Stories. On but there was it was on 3DS. 3DS. Oh, on 3DS. I was like, what? Yeah. Uh, so this this presentation for me, like, uh, it was kind of like huge beginning, huge ending, and really low, low in the middle. Because, <laughs> like, once you got past the Monster Hunter thing, which I'm not a huge Monster Hunter fan. I've never played one. I've just played demos, and I'm not really good at it uh, because – the, the way I play those games is let me just go in and press the attack button as fast as I can and hope the monster dies. Uh, and I've been informed there's actually strategy, you know, that you need to use. Uh, so here's the thing. I've never really bought one. I've just played the demo. But this new one, the the Rise, it really looks good. Uh, it, it really looked interesting thematically. Uh, I just, I don't know. There's just something about it that I really like. Uh, and it, I, I don't know, like, I'm hoping there's a demo for that one so that yeah. I can, like, actually try it and see, like, cause that kind of, that's what I did. Which, what, what is the big one that came out on 3DS? Uh, uh three was ultimate, that four? four ultimates. Yeah. Or four ultimate. Yeah. There was a demo for that. And that pretty much confirmed when I played, I was like, I'm interested in the idea. I'll give it a try. I played the demo and I was like, not for me. Did you watch the uh, Monster Hunter directs they had following at all? I did not. I didn't. I didn't have time. Like I, right. I had enough time to fit into the pocket for this, and I was like, okay, I gotta go. Like I gotta work. <laughs> yeah, I watched that, and that's when I found out about the amiibo for the uh, Rise game. And then I'm sure they'll probably come out with a if they're coming out with amiibos for the Rise game. I'm sure they'll come out with new amiibos for the story. Do you think too. that they'll just they'll just bring over the the stories amiibo from 3ds? I certainly hope so. Because that would be cool if they do that. Because uh, they they weren't available in the U.S., I had to in you yeah. know, get so mine for, differently. So for our audience who's unfamiliar with those, these are amiibo of the actual monsters, and the characters can actually ride the amiibo. But you can like take the character off of the amiibo and switch them out, which <laughs> totally does not happen on any other amiibo. So that's pretty cool. Um, but I like I I was hoping. Like if they, I will say this: if if Hades and Ori and the Will of the Wisp had not been a part of this presentation, it would have been like really big high and then flat for the rest of the time. 
Yeah, it's you know, and that's a good like as I'm as I'm looking at there. So I mean, just as a quick, we'll do a quick rundown of the, of the games really fast, just people are aware. So Monster Hunter Rise kicked off the show. Mon- Monster Hunter Stories Two: Wings of Ruin uh, followed that as well. Then we moved into Fitness Boxing Two. Then Dis, how do you say it? Dis Disgaea. Disgaea. Disgaea Six uh, was announced. Now, interestingly enough, I do want to say this about those games that were announced. So Monster Hunter 2021 March. Uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2 Summer 2021 Disgaea Summer 2021 as well so it was very interesting that this was actually like like we're actually projecting almost almost a full year in advance so that, that was a very interesting move I that's something kind of untraditional for Nintendo to do I think we I think seeing to March is like that's a pretty far lens for a Nintendo to typically do um, but I thought that was interesting as well Disgaea Justin, 5 yeah uh, the other thing I thought was interesting that really shocked me at the beginning of this that you were talking about that is that they followed up immediately after talking about Rise. That was a shock to begin with, yeah. for me at least, as a fan of Monster Hunters. I don't play them a lot, but I did stories, so when they, I wasn't thinking stories was coming up, and all of a sudden they're showing stories too. And I was like, oh, wow, they're doing two Monster Hunter games within the yeah. same year. That's crazy. So, I mean, for me, I thought that was, that was amazing. And then you're about to talk about Sky of Five there. Yeah, Disgaea 5. I thought that was interesting as well. Yeah, Disgaea 5 as well. And I thought the very interesting part of that as well is it will be free to play for Nintendo Switch Online subscribers. Now, is that, is that, so let me ask you this is through details. Maybe I can look at the press release. Is that a free to play demo or is that it is yours now to play? It's a free download. It's it, yours it, as long as you have it. My understanding is when they do these, you download the full game and you can really? play it for the week. And then if you want to continue to play it, then you got to buy it. Okay, yeah. that's yep. really interesting. I Okay, uh, moving on to Empire of Sin. We've seen this one before. Uh, and then we moved into Sniper Elite 4, The Long Dark, PGA Tour, Hades, um, Balan, Balan Wonderworld, which we've seen before, Rune Factory 5, which is a 2021, as well as Balan was a 2021, and then Ori in the Willow of the Wisps, or sorry, the Will of the Wisps. I would agree with you, Marty, like as we move into kind of like, as we move past this, um, into like Empire of Sin, Super Elite Four, right? I'm I, like, I was looking at those. I was like, are we, are, am I looking at mobile games? Is that what's going on here? Like, uh, no, no, like it just felt like that kind of game. I, I, and then I'd be, and, and then we kind of started to pick our pace up with the long dark PGA, yeah. Hades, right? We started to build that momentum, but there was definitely that like middle dip for sure. Two, two thoughts I have about that. Number one, I felt like, uh, what a bad day for the long dark to be launched immediately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. because number one, I think that looks like a really interesting game. I'm very interested in that game, but not on a day when Hades and Ori and the Will of the Wisps come out. No. Uh, also, what a horrible day for Super Punch Patrol to get released. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cause that's an amazing game as well. But, and, and it wasn't like announced in this. We knew it was coming, but like, uh, Horberg Productions, uh, we did a video of this actually earlier in the week. It's a fantastic love letter to Brawler Beat-Em-Up, but like it kind of got lost in the shuffle, I feel like, today uh, in a way. But the other thing is what I found myself saying, and maybe I'm just, maybe I'm getting a little older, guys. Maybe it's a maybe it's a new Marty that's, that's coming out. Like, I kept watching these games saying, you know, I bet somebody really likes that. I bet, I bet somebody's really happy about that. 
Mm-hmm. The only time that I that I kind of went was this guy of six. Because they they included the ridiculous line, damage now goes up into the quadrillions, and your max level is 100 million. I was like, that's dumb. I knew that game had some strange scale, but wow. It reminded me of that old joke from the Spinal Tap film about the amp going up to it the goes to like, well, why, why don't you just make 10? <laughs> but again, I'm I'm sure there's somebody, and they're probably yeah. in our audience, our listening audience, that was like flipping their crap because Rune Factory 5 and this guy got announced. I just remember playing this guy 5's demo or whatever when it first came out on Switch and going, this is absolutely not for me. 10 minutes in, home button, delete. Done. Yeah. yeah, but I do love the fact that this 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 showed the diversity mm-hmm. of games that are coming out on Switch. We've got golf games and roguelikes and Donkey Kong sixty four ripoffs and you know mob simulators and sniper things and that's just a few. So I think, like overall, did it? It didn't hit like it, it wasn't the Mario thirty fifth direct for me because <laughs> nothing could top that. But I think it was a great presentation. Yeah. While the thing was going live, I I wasn't able to listen to it because I was on business calls, but I still had it on with no sound, and then kind of peeking over every once in a while. And like every time I looked over, it was some sort of something anime. So I'm like, this is like anime. Direct. <laughs> now that I've seen the whole thing, okay, not everything was anime, but still, like eighty-five percent was. <laughs> yeah, I it, it was, you know, I know some people that's a turnoff. Yeah, if a trailer starts and the first thing that I hear in the background is a song in Japanese, I'm like, "Yep, that's not a game for me." Sure. Yeah, now, I, Jesse's like. <laughs> You like Tokyo Mirage Sessions radar goes off. So yeah, yeah look, I, I'm not, and I'm not making fun. I'm just saying different strokes for different folks. For me, that tur- that that's a. <laughs> yeah, what were you gonna say, Justin? I'm sorry. Yeah, overall, I think I think it was really good. I think to you know to be a little too much, but it was a little bit of a you know if if this wasn't for you, wait three minutes and there may be something else. Um, I thought it, I thought it was really, really good. Um, I had, I had to laugh. So I, Jesse, I was like you, I was on call, so I wasn't able to, uh, to live react. So I have, um, between my monitors, I have a stand. I kind of put my phone up to, so I had it up there watching it. And I was like, okay, monster hunter. Yeah. Oh, Hades. Yeah. Yeah. And of course my camera's on cause I'm in work and Ori came on and I'm sure they just about stopped that meeting. Cause my <laughs> eyes were like. <laughs> I can only imagine. And I'm like, I'm mic'd and everything. And I was like, ah! So, yeah, I, I, overall, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I, I'm very excited yeah. to see what happens, um, for Phoenix. So, around the horn here, any purchases made out of today's direct? I yeah. picked up Hades and Ori. As did I. Zero. Uh, zero for me because, uh, I played Ori on the Xbox and I'm, uh, other than that, like I need money to move, <laughs> so no, not not for me. Yeah. I will be getting the Monster Hunter games, so that will be coming up, and I will be picking up Ori. I'm not. Sh- I'm on the fence about getting this the the special edition. 
So it's one hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, I know it is a lot of money, but it's but it looks amazing. Looks really cool. That set looks spectacular, and that's why I want it. The only <laughs> like the thing that would have pushed my me and my family over the edge, and, be, and by me and my family, I really just mean me and my son, was if there had been an Ori plush or a Koo plush that had come with that. Yeah, done. It would have been bought. Uh, I'm really surprised none of you guys uh, are picking up fitness boxing too. I got Ring Fit Avenger. Well, there you go. All right. Uh, I do want to say, though, the long dark looks amazing. Yeah. That looks super cool. Super cool. Uh, Yeah, just I think that's another one of those cases of really bad timing. Everything can't come out at once. Uh, So that was today's Partner Direct. Uh, You guys let us know how you felt about it over on Twitter or Facebook. Hit us up and let us know uh, if you picked anything up. Speaking of picking things up, uh, let's talk MPD numbers uh, for August. Hardware sales in August. I thought this everybody was so picked everything up. <laughs> yes, hardware sales in the month of August this year generated more revenue uh, than any August since NPD started tracking. Now, do we have a year for when the NPD started tracking? I don't know. I think it's. Less than 20, so between 15 and 20 years. Uh, okay. Uh, I, I did notice here that the th- this was the highest total spent, or it actually it more than doubled the sales from August 2019, uh, but it also outsold August 2008's Wii sales, which you know in 2008 the Wii was doing absolute gangbusters. Um in, yeah. Included in these numbers, go ahead, Jesse. I'm yeah, sorry. while I was doing research on this, I saw an article from last year saying August 2019 was a record low for re- August revenue in in for a month. So we go from a record low to a record high just because yeah. of a small pandemic. Well, a small pandemic, <laughs> yeah, just a small one, just a tiny little pandemic. Is there a such um, thing? Also uh, included in these numbers, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has now taken the number 10 spot in the list of best-selling Nintendo games across all platforms uh, in the United States. Interesting to note, though, Animal Crossing New Horizons not on this list at all. Uh, Now, the fun thing to note about this list is that Mario Kart Wii it's still in third place. Yeah. So, I, so because of that, it doesn't count digital sales. So that's like like half of the, the newly the new Horizons games are t- taken off, and then any bundles don't count. So you know we're not seeing the Wii Sports here. You know it sold eighty million units because it sold that many copy in hardware. Uh, so hardware bundles don't count, which a lot of Mario Kart Wii's were part of bundles too. So yeah. that's why that's in third versus or one as we play. No, one as we fit and two as we play. But yeah. we play that apparently does count, even though it was a hardware bundle with a Wii remote. Wow. Yeah, yeah so, right. and that wasn't it. it was game with remote, not remote with game. So <laughs> it probably counts so. Yeah. Uh, I know I bought one. As we talk about sales numbers and everything, I think it's important for us to bring up uh, during this time that Nintendo confirmed this week 
that they have discontinued production of the 3DS. I will remember you. Will you remember me? My flat screens claim I think we're pretty safe yeah. from uh That's a jam from right there. No, from we're, a we're copyright. Gonna, we're not gonna we're not gonna get copyright strikes. I don't think so. Sarah McLaughlin's not gonna come after us. Yeah, no, she's just she's too busy well, hanging she out. She wouldn't her label puppies. would. Well, she'll look <laughs> yeah, she's she's just in shelters with puppies. It's it's totally fine. Uh so here's the deal. Nintendo 3DS uh, had an incredible run. There's no way to deny that. An incredible, incredible run. And uh, I think there's no uh, arguing with the fact that Nintendo is the undisputed king of handheld gaming Mm -hmm. uh, at this point. But after many, many, many long years, the 3DS is finally being put out to pasture, which means a couple of things. Number one. Uh, don't expect to see any more 3DS games. Parents, if you are listening, do not go buy a 3DS for your kids for Christmas this year. Please don't do it. Well, hold on a second. I'm going to challenge you on that, Marty. Okay, come on. I'm going to challenge you because here's what I believe. I believe that, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, stock has still got to move. So what do you have to do to move stock? You have to either create bundles or you have to reduce the cost. So, Cal- so Christmas time, there's going to be some 3DS bundles. And guess what? It is cheaper than a Nintendo Switch or a Nintendo well, Switch Lite. And they have a banger of a catalog. They do have it. Right? Okay. I'll give so you this. Could, this, could be, this could be your six-year-old, your five-year-old's first video game console is the Nintendo 3DS. Really, 3DS. really good catalog. I'll give you that. But here's the thing. How long has it been since you've seen a 3DS on shelves? Uh, I, I haven't looked. Fi- I haven't looked. Like you exactly. Well, let me just let me just run this by you. Uh, the local Walmart here in our town. Uh, I've been kind of just keeping up every time I've gone to the store. Like, hey, do they have switches in stock? You know, is is product moving? Yes, switches are flying off the shelves still. There is one purple 2DS XL that has Mario Kart Seven pre-installed. That has sat in that game case the entire pandemic. Amazon has one unit left of that exact model, actually at a decent price. Never once have I seen any other 3DS, 3DS XL, 2DS XL ever restock or doorstop 2DS ever restock. My, my not worry, but my theory is here is that it's discontinued and stock is really, really low. Stock could stock could be low. I still think I still think you will be able to find some, as as was mentioned but, there. Jesse was saying. Are you, you saying are you saying to expect a Black Friday 3ds bundle? I don't expect to see to see a 3ds bundle from Nintendo officially, but I expect you may be able to see deals. Right like from get, stores, like from stores. No, yeah, correct. Gary, I see Gary. Yes, Mister Flatcap, so, you have a question. So. When it says it's discontinued, right, it doesn't necessarily mean that they've been shipping to the US or to the UK for the last two years. So I've got a feeling that, yeah, they were still making them, but it was probably only for Japan, right? Because I haven't seen any in stock for a long time. Mm. Possibly. Yeah. So it might have already remember, ended. In, 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 in the last uh, 
In the last quarterly briefing, they did not talk about any 3DS sales, mm-hmm. sales figures. I, I'm going to counter what you're, you said, Justin. I think that we're going to see prices go up. Uh, it, not, for, not from stores, no. but from online retailers. Like we're going to see, like we're going to see less units. So like, you know, you go on Amazon and it's like, I want to buy this product. And you go and you're, and you're like, it's supposed to be $19.99 and you go look for it like an Amiibo. Right, like fifteen ninety nine, and the only one you can find is thirty five dollars, yeah. and it's shipped by Scumbag Toys Ltd. Because yeah. you yeah. know they they like they they oh, sweet you shop with them too. I like Scumbag yeah Toys. yeah yeah. They've got all the PlayStation fives <laughs> right now too, uh, and so like you know they they're selling this this product why because it's not on shelves anymore or they bought it all up right and and so two scenarios I see. Parents do rush out and buy these things, or they, or stores do begin to say, "Hey, if you buy this, you get a fifteen dollars gift card or whatever to clear out stock." Or scalpers go out and buy them all, thinking, hey, "If your three DS breaks, we're the only ones you can come to." Game, GameStop actually has a few three DS XLs in, in stock. They're they're refurbs, but still they're like one hundred and thirty bucks. That's seventy dollars off retail. But are are any of them new? I don't see new ones, but they still at least have refurbs of stock at not yeah. a bad price. Yeah. Well, you know, normally, you normally their new versus refurb price is like a ten dollar difference. That's that point. You know, why bother go with the new? But this mm-hmm. is this is seventy dollars off. That's yeah. I, I, if I still needed the if I needed the three DS at this point, I would not be opposed to that. So, however, regardless of how you feel about the three DS, and we've talked about the three DS, it's been a while since we've talked about three DS. Uh, on the show, uh, but here's here's kind of what we're going to do leading up to episode 300, which is in three episodes. We are going to compile our top 10 list of 3DS games, uh, and we are going to reveal that list in full, locked and set in stone on episode 300. And from there, if we have guests and they want to nominate a 3DS game, if it's not on the list, it'll become an honorable mention. And we will include it in the pantheon of best 3DS games ever. Um, Justin, you and I have gone back and forth on this show about 3DS a lot. Uh, but just today, as I was thinking about it, um, we you realized you were wrong. Well, no, we got a question from one of our, um, <laughs> from one of our listeners, from one of our patrons, Mecha Dragon One Hundred and One asked us this. I think it'd be a great time to talk about this. He said, "Nintendo finally acts the 3DS and ceased production on the system. Do you dads have any 3DS memories you'd like to share?" Here's mine: the 3DS for me kept Nintendo alive when the Wii U was barely on life support. And it had some of the best games. I will argue with you to this day that Super Mario 3D Land and A Link Between Worlds are two of the finest games that Nintendo has ever produced. And they're on 3DS. My preferred version of Smash in that era is on, guess what? 3DS. Because it's portable. So there's a lot. Mario Kart 7 is amazing on 3DS. Uh, so there's tons, there's tons there, and we're going to go back and forth on it when we get to our top 10 list. But what about you guys? What are some 3DS memories 
that you have. And you're talking about the smash thing. I, uh, I always liked, I've mentioned this before. My family was always into the, uh, GameCube and Game Boy Advance connecting those, you know, with the link cable and being able to play certain games on there. Well, that feature on the 3DS to be able to use your 3DS Smash game as a controller, I think you could download the separate uh, app for that too. You could use your 3DS as the controller. It, it wasn't free. It was like five bucks or something like that, wasn't it? I thought it was free. The controller for Smash, part was. it was free. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought you had to pay for that. Uh, but you could use your 3DS as the controller. I know a lot of, you know, hardcore Smash players probably wouldn't prefer that, but as just a casual player, the family, uh, you know, we all had our 3DSs or whatever. We would have a lot of fun. Just, you were already playing it or wanted to play it on there. You could just play using it as a controller. I thought that was pretty cool. That was a really cool memory for me. Okay. Somebody else. I think uh, they uh, the 3DS has has took me through good and bad times. Really, uh, I remember the day that I got my first 3DS. Um, um, Zelda: Ocarina of Time was released, and so what happened was is uh, I wasn't going to buy the system, but I brought the game uh, just because the system was still really expensive then, and uh, yeah, there was no way I was paying that much for a 3DS that had hardly any games at the time, and uh, I brought the game. Uh, went to work. I think it was within the next week. And when I got back, uh, back home, I got changed from work and stuff. I went to go to the toilet, and there was a 3DS sat on top of the toilet, which my uh, other half had brought me. I said, well, it's a weird place to put it. And she said, well, you had to go at some point. <laughs> right. And also, um, the, the, when my daughter was, uh, little, she wasn't even one. Um, she felt incredibly ill. And we had to go to, we had to rush her to the hospital. And, um, we ended up having to, she ended up being in there for a good couple of days. And I remember taking my 3DS and then only Smash. And that kept me sane through that time period, uh, until I eventually caught what she had and had to go home and replace on shift with someone else. But, uh, I just remember like, I, I put like two days straight into Smash Brothers because my daughter was basically, Almost out cold. She was only awake for a couple of hours at a time. And so mm-hmm. the, the rest of the time just completely filled with Smash Brothers. Awesome. I think yeah, my... I, I, go, go ahead, ahead Jesse. No, you go ahead. Okay. So mine, I think, is, uh, is, is an interesting one. You know, I had mine at launch, so I paid the, the, the premium fee and to, to get into the ambassador program. But when, when the system launched, it didn't yet have an eShop. So when uh, so that so that was March or April 2011, and then it was at E3 that June, and so the show floor opened on Tuesday after. Yeah, t- and then that Monday, that Monday evening, the that's when they patched the, the firmware to add the eShop. So we're in the. So I'm like myself, Will from VG Tribune, Roger, and a few others are all in this this house that we Airbnb together uh, with horrible Wi-Fi. All of us trying to download this update at the same time. It took hours before we were done, but uh, then we were able to at least finally log in and download the. I think we were able to get Force the the uh, Four Swords adventure for free. 
which I think was a was a as I was available for DSI as well. We got something for, some Zelda game yeah. for free. That was a temporary. That was for uh, that was temporarily available, and this been since taken down. So that that's that's my weird memory. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a couple of really kind of quick ones. So no, I mean obviously we're talking about the 3DS closing up, but one of the fondest memories I have is actually of the original DS. Um, and one of the memories that I have of it is uh, Joe when we were expecting Morgan, our second child. Um, Jody had to be, uh, uh, what's her looking for here? Induced. Was, induced. Thank you. There is there, she had to be induced. So we didn't know how long that process was going to go. So we had our own DSs. We brought them to the hospital. And so they started the induction process and we didn't know how long it would take. So like, it was basically you're in this room. So we sat there and we opened up and played game of Mario party. Um, and just waited for kind of nature and the, you know, being induced to kind of kick itself up. Interestingly enough, we only about halfway through that game of Mario Party before, uh, before it became a three player game, so to say. <laughs> um, but like, interestingly enough, like I closed the clamshell and like, you know, after like two, three days of craziness of life going on, kind of went home and you're, you know, you're kind of under this like haze of being a parent. And I remember like I opened up the clamshell and there was the game still sitting there. And so it's this weird like time capsule. Um, the other part of it is I, I remember um, I was so I didn't have any handhelds when we started Nintendo Dads. It was only the Wii U. And to your point, Marty, they were putting the Wii U was failing. They're putting so much energy in the 3DS. So I remember like Jesse, Zach and I were like, um, I have no com- I have I had no input on a 3DS. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't know. Sound, game sounds cool. I don't know. Whatever. Right. So finally, I got myself and I got the 3DS XL, which is great. One of the trips um, I was heading over to Ireland, my very first trip, I took it with me because that was a great thing, right? You travel easy with it. You get all the spot passes, right? Or um, street passes. Street passes were brilliant. I used to love going wherever we had, open it up, and you'd have all those street pass um, things that you could clarify, right? But on the flight over, I decided to play Fire Emblem, whatever the Fire Emblem was on that 3DS. Awakening? Awakening. Well, it should have been called a sleepening. <laughs> because I ended up landing in London to do my changeover to, to Ireland, had been up forever in a day. I'm sleepy. I'm like trying to stay awake, waiting for my connection, sitting in the middle of Heathrow, playing Fire Emblem. And I started falling asleep in the middle of the airport with this game. Um, so that was that was one of my one of my memories uh, of it as well. I think it's a fantastic system. Um I absolutely adore it. I think, you know, it's it's I have so many great games on there. I think it's great. Um, but I do, you know, I do want to say, Marty, I want to lean your commentary there. You are very right. And that hurts me to say so much. But you are very right that the 3DS kept Nintendo going yes. during the downtrop that was the Wii U. And if it was not for that console, we may be very much dealing with a different Nintendo. Now, traditionally, also, Nintendo has always been very strong in their handheld market. Which is why the Switch has so much success, right? It has, it has, you look at the sales for Nintendo's handheld versus their home consoles, their handhelds dominate all the time. Um, but the 3DS did a great job. But this is also like where we had the, the generation of like, it's the 3DS XL Galaxy, right? And you're like, you're just, you're just a name generator now. I don't even know. I'm, I'm going to leave now and go play more Animal Crossing on my Nintendo 3DS. Yeah, exactly. So. I, I do want to say this before we move on. I thought about you you talking about being in the airport and things like that brought back a, a, this very 
awesome memory that I have of 3DS, and that is sitting in the theater two hours prior to the start of uh, Star Wars Episode Seven, mm. And we had driven to an, an, a, about an hour away to see it because we'd been able – it was the only theater we could find where they would pre-sell tickets. And a ton of our friends were going there. And Eric Plunk, who mm-hmm. has uh, mm-hmm. we've talked about on the show sometimes and, and huge into Splatoon and everything, he's like, hey, I'm bringing my 3DS. Why don't you bring yours and we'll play some Smash Yeah, while we wait? And so it was me and my son and him and a few others, and we all did like the wireless connection sitting there in the theater, and that's what got us through those two yeah. agonizing hour wait, you know, like two hour yeah. wait before the show, and it was so much fun. Eric is so good. Oh, <laughs> see I, now, I see now, you just brought up the whole connectivity thing, which I can't leave out. Street Pass, Street Pass mm-hmm. was such an oh, awesome yeah. part of the, the 3ds that. Yeah. Um, is a great memory that my my family used a lot of that when we went on trips, getting those street passes, and playing those street pass games, and then buying more street pass games. There was a lot of put into those things. And were a lot of fun. I think they generally did some really incredible things in the 3DS that I'm disappointed didn't come over the Switch. Right? I think Street Pass is a great example. That's such a fun kind of you know you could do such an easy. You know, it was just a really cool concept, right? You could blow yes. that out to being like, hey, now that you're here, I can easily connect with you. The fact that you could actually like um, have skin or not skins, uh, backgrounds and wallpapers, right? right? Uh, you know, in your, so you could personalize and customize. You could put uh, those digital pins or whatever on it as well. There was a lot of function folders. Let's start with that. Folders, right? <laughs> Were there. There was a lot of really cool functions. Um, within, within the 3DS that I think, um, the Switch could use. I, I, I genuinely think that. Yeah. So to, to kind of go along with this as we close up 3DS, uh, Hotaru, uh, one of our patrons said, I love my 3DS. I'll find another as a backup. Uh, Joe H said, to commemorate the end of 3DS, I asked my Twitter followers a question that I thought might be good fodder for your podcast. What game or games did you buy? during the launch of the 3DS that you otherwise would have skipped over if there were more marquee titles. For me, it was Super Monkey Ball 3D, an all right game, but nothing special. Uh, for me, that game uh, was actually a game that ended up becoming uh, a series that I loved. It was Trauma Center. I don't know if you guys remember that series. Uh, Trauma Center was like an, an anime-esque inspired surgery game where you would use the stylus to like repair cuts or pull out glass or something. And it ended up being this really weird story about bioterrorism and uh, all kinds of stuff. But that one is one I don't regret. The other one that I do regret is, and I don't know if this was 3DS or Nintendo DS, since Justin mentioned that one, is Yoshi Touch and Go. Uh, DS. Oh my God, what a crap show that was. Awful. And Steel Driver. Steel Diver. Uh, that one, uh, meh. Any, any of you guys bought that were, you were trying to pad out, like, hey, I got, I, I need a new game, so. Mine would be Pilot Wings, Pilot Wings Resort. Ooh, that's a good one. So I'm guessing you didn't like that one. Did not like that. <laughs> Let me ask, look, yeah, I don't, I don't really know, because I, I was at the point where I was, I was pretty, yeah, that's tough, because we get review codes. We'd get review stuff too, so that was that was always interesting. Um, 
that was when Nintendo actually like mailed us stuff too. Like I remember getting, I think it was like Mario Maker like ten days early. Do you, do you remember the, when they mailed us a 2DS? Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was interesting. Oh, right, like, hey, by the way, you only get to keep this for for a week. Yeah, and then you and Zach got it, and he was like, "The D- the 2DS is dirty." What yeah. what what's going on here? It's like got yeah. some fingerprints and stains. It was on. like being shipped from like all these like media outlets all around Canada. It was gross. You know, you know that that's what started coronavirus. Oh, uh, that's exactly what it was. They, they were shipping these these three two DSs around every yeah. Canadian news outlet. Yeah, exactly any other it. any other three DS memories you you guys want to throw in real quick before we put a bow on this? My, you know, I would say that we we're gonna talk about it some more. But here's a question I have for you: Do you guys remember what the last game was that you bought on it? Oh my god! Yeah, I because I can tell you mine. I do. Go ahead, Go ahead Marty. Mario wear gold. Ooh, Mario wear gold. Okay, mine was Luigi's Mansion. Oh, the dark dark moon. No, the the original because okay. they re released it. Did did that come out after Dark Moon? I mean, yeah. after no, Mario wear gold. Uh, I don't remember. I if think it, it did. came out after Mario wear gold. Then that's it, mine. It, okay, those are my last two. Gotcha. That one, those that those two, and Metroid uh, Samus Returns. Metroid is good. Mm-hmm. There were so Metroid. many. There were so many good games. There you go. Yeah, yeah. That was the last one I bought. It was Metroid yeah. Samus there you go. Returns. Yeah. The amount of times I almost pulled the trigger on Xenoblade uh, Chronicles on there. The amount of times was incredible. Go ahead, uh, Gary. I interrupted you. My last game was actually because Argos in the UK was having a clearance sale on all the old 3DS stock, so I got a uh, Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses for like four pounds something like that nice, nice. Uh, i missed out on some bargains because i'd like bravely default collector's edition for a fiver uh Wait, crazy uh, fire emblem oh so three houses was for the Switch, uh, not three ages, sorry to... the uh fates. fates fates okay gotcha fates. yeah 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 so i i had to boot my system up to look to see what i bought i think the last one i bought would have been uh mario and luigi superstar saga plus bowser's minions Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the last game released, wasn't it, Gary? Yeah, we no. we we, we no. demoed that at EGX. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they, I think one of the last games was the like Bowser's Inside Story. I did not. That's buy that what one. you're thinking of. Oh uh, yeah, that's wrong. That, yeah. I I remember being at EGX with Gary. I think Gary, that was our first one together, yeah. and it was so funny because the Switch was relative. Uh, the Switch was, I think, just six months old at that point. Yeah, because we were demoing Odyssey there. I remember that. Yeah, and. So like they had a bunch of Switch consoles, and then they had like this like row of 3DSs that you could go and demo stuff to, and like there were lines for every Switch game, and then the 3DSs was like, please come come see us. Yeah, they they were literally like, if I remember right, they were really low tables, bean bags. Yeah. So like you could sit down to play, which is unheard of in them sort of situations, and they were all empty. Yeah, and there were were new games. There were a good couple of new games there as well. Yeah, please, please, please come sit down with us, please, please. Hey, play our games. Well, guys, y'all keep checking back with us over the next few episodes. We're going to be building our top 10 Nintendo uh, 3DS games. And Gary, uh, man, you still get a vote. Yeah, right? okay, I'm so, putting Federation so, Force on Hey Pikmin in there. <laughs> you know, you say that and Hey Pikmin's going to be on my list. Uh, no, seriously. Um, moving on, as you guys hear this, uh, hopefully on September 18th, Super Mario All-Stars has already released. It is so on my now. Switch, ready to play right so now, now as we record. Right I yeah. L- launched, should have launched 25 minutes ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding the urge to jump into Galaxy right now. 
but this week it was confirmed that Super Mario 3D All-Stars is just a collection of ROMs and ISO images running under emulation. So what that means, for those of you who don't uh, don't get well, technical... Actually, remember that. last week when I said I wish that the models, they redid the models and not just yeah. the textures? This is why. <laughs> yeah. So this is actually an N64 emulator and a GameCube and Wii emulator bundled within the cartridge. Uh, and so basically what that means, gentlemen, is this. N64 and GameCube and Wii games can be emulated on Nintendo Switch, which has huge, huge implications for the future. Uh, it just, where I think we go from this is, is Nintendo going to be willing to move forward with it? Or do they want us to buy them in special packages like this? A couple other things to note about Mario uh, 3D All-Stars, the, the version of Mario 64 that is in this collection is the bug-fixed version that was released in Japan only, which means it glitches like the backwards long jump uh, have been patched out of this build, and enhanced texture packs and game patches are enhanced in real time through the emulators. Basically, uh, as Jesse described it in our notes, like a fancy game genie, uh, if you know how those work. Uh, Super Mario Sunshine emulation doesn't have many patches in-game, uh, so the only update is the aspect ratio. And Mario Galaxy is a hybrid between ported code and emulation. Data mining of this game has already found additional games that have already been tuned to work on this new emulator. Here is the list that was data mined. Kirby 64, Mario Golf, Mario Story, otherwise known as Paper Mario, Mario Tennis, Perfect Dark, and Pokemon Snap. So, so what are we, let me be clear here, what are we implying? Well, the implication is that these six games have already been tuned to work on this new emulator. Or at least be, in the process of being tuned. Yeah. Could be uh, the next thing coming to Nintendo Switch Online. Interesting. Or sold that separately is, as a bundle. And sold separately as a bundle. Yeah. An N64 Classics bundle. The, the perfect dark in perhaps. there kind of is like a big wait. Yeah. One like, of these uh, things are not like the other. <laughs> the thing is with perfect dark, though, is it used the expansion pack heavily. It was probably the most, like... Have, like I know other games like Don Kong used well, it, but that would have been the one that pressured it the most. Well, yeah, four so megs to eight megs. The Switch can handle that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but some... I think I think because it's emulation, it's a little bit different. I think that's why they put Perfect Dark in this. I, I, I honestly wouldn't think we'd get a Perfect Dark release, but I think that might be the reason why it's in there. Is just because it's, it's, it's a... Perfect Dark is very very tied up in rare and rights and who owns Perfect mm -hmm. Dark mm -hmm. and all those things. Basically, what this means is, uh, to answer your question, Justin, uh, honestly, what I want to say is it doesn't mean anything until we see yep. Nintendo make an announcement that N64 emulation is coming to Nintendo yep. Switch. Hey, just as a quick public service announcement, because if you're hearing this, a couple things, folks, you can cash in for or you're playing the collection right now, or potentially you can go down to your local Walmart, Best Buy, whatever store it is, and pick that game up, right? Completely plausible. Great reminder here from our good friend Ebisol. If you have got the physical version to count for your pin, 
your collector's Mario pins, you need to go into put the cartridge into your your console and go redeem for my Nintendo Rewards coins. That is how the validation process counts for that as well. And then I think I'm yeah. still supposed to take up to two days before it shows up on the website. Yeah, but and just as an FYI, that's the validation process you need to do. Yeah, if you bought it digitally, it should be automatic. Yeah. Like, but again, probably waits for 48 hours before it'll show up. Mm-hmm. I don't think we got those in England. Pins? Yeah. Well, finally, something we get that you guys don't get. You say that, yeah. Wow. Time. It's just you guys <laughs> I mean, you guys got the, the shell for Mario Kart 8 and... Which you had to pay for. It wasn't free. (laughs) It wasn't free. I would pay for it. That that thing was cool. Uh, You guys just got the Splatoon keychains too, Gary. Yeah, but at that that presentation, we missed a lot. We missed all the clothing line, the shoes. There was a lot missing. I was going to wear my shirt today to this thing because it's uh, it's nice. I like it. I wore this one. Excuse the the Street Fighter pun, but it's a Toucan's. Nice. Nice. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I, love jokes it. Back. I love it. Yeah. Hey, dad jokes are always welcome on Nintendo Dad. So let's talk a few game release announcements as we round out the news this week. Rocket League turns free to play on September 23rd, which is gigantic, guys. Yeah, someone, in, someone in the Discord says what happens to me since I actually paid $20 for it. And my answer was, yet. you had early access. <laughs> Yep, I pay twenty bucks for it as well. And you get and the words of the great you a load of stuff, don't they? I don't think they unlocked a bunch. There of is some things that you are getting for it as well. Yeah, there is some some cosmetic stuff. Oh, I was going to say in the words of the great Willy Wonka, you get nothing. <laughs> good day, uh, sir. Good day, sir. Go play your free to play game. Jabbox Party Pack Seven is out on October fifteenth of this year. Looking forward to picking that one up. Uh, Roki, which is a uh, title that we are all kind of. I think keeping our, or a lot of us are keeping our eye on it, is moved up from to be determined to fall 2020, which oh. is very good news. You've played this, right, Gary? Yeah, I've played this. It is very good, like point and click adventure style stuff. So if you don't like those sort of games, probably probably not for you, but uh, just so beautiful looking. And it's got like a really interesting sort of um, premise to it because there's a lot of like folktale monsters and stuff like that. Like, uh, or yeah. Scandinavian folklore stuff. Um, but instead of actually being monsters, you're there to help them. So it's, it's, uh, I really enjoyed it. It was the highlight, uh, from EGX last year for me. Definitely. That's so, really cool. Uh, I've been, I've been looking forward to this for a while. And, uh, it, this, I, I'm so tempted to buy it on PC, but I actually want to wait to play on Switch. And it's not very often that I'll wait to play games. That, really that's exactly how games. I felt about Inmost. And I'm so glad I waited. Uh, Harvest Moon One World moves down from fall 2020 to March 2nd, 2021. Guys, I don't know if you noticed this, by the way, uh, but there were a couple, maybe three games from that uh, Partner Direct today that are all launching on March 26th next year. March 2020 is going to be jam-packed for Nintendo fans. Also, Nintendo announced this week that the NES and SNES online game... uh, Portals will get an update. SNES is getting Donkey Kong Country 2, which is awesome. The best Donkey Kong Country game. Uh, but also getting out of the blue, guys, Mario Super Picross, which was previously a Japan-only title, and the Peacekeepers, which I've never heard of. 
But I, uh, any- I was actually, I was doing some research on the Picross thing. Apparently, Europe and Australia did have it on their Wii U and 3DS virtual consoles. Okay. But we did not. So this Got is the it. first time we're seeing it in North America. And this is the follow-up to Mario's Picross, which was originally released on the Game Boy. Um, yes. Way, way back in the 90s. I, I, I checked the dates, too. Game Boy in Japan was... March or February of 95, and this was later in the year 95. Like I this. actually had Mario's Picross on the Game Boy back in the day. I never had the uh, cart, but I did buy that on Virtual Console. A lot of fun. Uh, NES uh, Online is also getting updated with a very unfortunately named <laughs> Special Cybernetic Attack Team, or SCAT, <laughs> for short. Um, <laughs> don't know who approved that one. And that, that update is coming... Uh, on uh, September 23rd, same day Rocket League turns free to play. Uh, well, guys, that is our news. How about we talk about what we've been playing, shall we? Do it. Gary Gray, this is your show, man. It's your world. Uh, what moment. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so I've been playing a lovely bunch of games. One of them is uh, Pikmin 3. You guys might have heard about this one. It's a little game that's uh, in the old Switch port soon. Uh, isn't that lovely? But I've been going back and playing the Wii U version. And I started it again. And the, the, the strange thing is, is that when I played it originally, the touchscreen controls weren't in it. Um, when you start it again, after the touchscreen controls were really, really heavy. That's the that's the control scheme by default when you start it again, which I found interesting. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted to play it again really is because I probably won't pick it up on the Switch as much as I want to. It just fifty pound for that. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I could just do that again, as with all the ports, including the Mario Collection. You know, um, it, it is quite a lot of money for these for old games. Uh, and so I already have it, so I thought I'd, I'd just play through it again there. And uh, let's just say that when it launches, if you've never played Pikmin, I think you need to. It is really good, really good game. Holds up very, very well. Um, people always say that Wii Remote and Nunchuck is best to play, not on Pikmin 3. I completely disagree with that because it's so heavy reliant on the touchscreen on the Wii U um, that I think that unless they put in some points controls for that section, then um, the normal sticks were the best. But either way, the three control schemes that it had all, all worked really well, so I've got no doubt that it'll work incredible on the Switch. Uh, really good game. One of the best on the Wii U. Um, I highly recommend it. Uh, another game I've been playing is Locomotion, which uh, I played at EGX last year uh, and the year before that, and I think the year before that as well. I've seen this <laughs> game grow from a little demo all the way up to its full release. Um, just a note on that as well. The, the guys who develop it, incredibly nice people. Um, and we spent literally probably almost an hour at the booth last year because the full game was there and <laughs> we were going to try and complete it before we left the EGX. Um, but, uh, it's, it's a neat little, uh, puzzle game. It's very Captain Toad treasure tracker in the way that the levels are diorama based. The gameplay is not like that. It's it's a lot of like uh, track switching, uh, like uh, pressure plate pushing sort of puzzle games to collect to collect things on the rails before you get to the exit. Uh, I really enjoy it. If you're looking for quite a, 
and no time pressured, you know, no time limits, laid back sort of puzzle game that does actually open up a lot of challenge later on, then Locomotion, highly recommended. Really, really good game. And the other game I've been playing is Hot Shot Racing, the low polygon racing game with a lot of skidding. This is the one that looks like virtual racing, right? That's the one. It's like Virtual Racer, Daytona USA, and another old game. Uh, Ridge Racer had a baby, like a weird three-way baby, if that can happen. But uh, it is a really, really good game. Just start off slow if you're on the the lower modes and you think, wow, this is incredibly slow, but then soon bumps up the difficulty you have. Uh, Look, if you're a fan of the old arcade racers, right? If you're a fan of the racing games from the PS1 before Grand Turismo came out and changed things and turned the world upside down, then uh, it's really worth looking at. It really is worth looking at. It's 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 a it's, it might not be the biggest game in the world and it's not full of mechanics, but for what it does, it does incredibly well. Like the the tracks are so simple enough that the skidding mechanic is optimized which I think a lot of racing games can get wrong, right? They can overcomplicate the circuits and and then the game becomes less fun. And I think Hot Shot Racing has just got that perfect balance of like, these tracks are straightforward. You know where the turns come in. Your idea is to master those turns. Um, the only thing I will say uh, uh, as a negative, if any, is that this does seem to be a lot of rubber banding going on with the other race cars. And there, there is that like streamlined element where like, you know, a Mario Kart, if you get behind someone, you get a bit of a speed boost, but it is hard to shake the computers on it. But, uh, really enjoyed it so far. Really good game. I was cool. wondering about that one. Cause Marty recommended it to me to check out too. Cause I like, I like a good racing game. So yeah, I, I, honestly, if you like the arcade style racing games and you're not too bothered about, uh, you know, if you like your car to bounce off the walls rather than like doing damage and that's it, you're out of the race, then, then yeah, it's really, really good. Okay. Yeah, I like a good arcade racer. That's cool. Good deal. Uh, Justin, what have you been playing? Uh, I have been playing nothing, uh, that is new. Nothing new. <laughs> no. Still playing some Fortnite. Still playing some Spellbreak. And, uh, obviously with Hades and Ori out. Uh, that will probably take up my time, but I'm very excited to jump into Super Mario Sunshine tomorrow. So, you know, just uh, living my best life, you know? R.I.P. <laughs> to everyone who plays Invert Controls, by the way, which is me included for that game. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you heard that. I forgot to mention this, by the way, when you were talking about that game. But there's no Invert option on the controls, and they changed it from Invert the other way. That's not cool. That's not cool. Oh, it's been so long since I played those games, I probably wouldn't have re- even realized it. Just, down is up, um, down is up, damn it. <laughs> let, me, let me ask you this, uh, Mr. since you yes. mentioned Fortnite. Yes, Mr. Estes. Uh, what, what, where are you at right now? What level are you? Uh, just shy of 50. Okay. Yeah, just me shy too. of 50. So, uh, got Groot? Uh, yuppers, all and, decked uh, out and got Rocket. Mar- well, yeah, I'm a little bit behind you. I'm marching toward getting Rocket. Okay. Uh, if you notice, the game had a little update today. It did. Uh, new new challenges for the week mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. new Wolverine challenge. I think it's two weeks from today that Wolverine skin unlocks. Uh, uh, I have to check. Yeah, like it's it's getting there. I, you know, I, I, it's a uh, again, it's going to do my challenges with my friend Jeff. Right, we spend yeah. two hours and we can usually bang out the week's challenges and go up about five, six levels, and then you just kind of like, well, see you in a week. 
Yeah. Yeah. So there's this, uh, <laughs> there's this challenge I'm trying to do on it right now where you have to deal damage with, uh, gas pumps or gas cans. Well, I have a secret one for that one that I can make it super easy for you. Okay. You want to know what it is? Yeah. All right. So here, so here's what you do. The guy's going to look at all Fortnite geeky. Right now, so just bear with me right now. Please do, because I need some help with this. Okay. You know where Lazy Lake is and Retail Row is? Yeah, yeah. There is a road that goes down to a gas station and then a just a little bit shortly a bridge. And then if you look to your left, it would be where the agency is. Mm-hmm. There's a gas station and there is a, like a, the gas station and there's a diner attached to it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. what you do is in that get in that uh, diner are two of the agents from a couple seasons ago, but uh-huh. they will not attack you. So you grab a gas canister from the gas station behind you. You lob the gas canister in beside them, and then you shoot that gas canister. And that gas canister will kill both of them, enabling you to get enough to uh, to fill that challenge completely. Chef's kiss. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, that's how it works. So Ali, I, watch out. Ali, I, watch out. Justin's coming. Yep. Hey, guys, what's going on? My name's Justin. Let's do Fortnite challenges don't, today. Oh, no, no. Don't, don't, don't. The uh, the other one this week is to uh, you know they've added in these Galactus uh, drones. Yep. That produce these little these other little bitty drones that are called yes. gatherers. You got to kill some of those for one challenge, and then the other challenge is to take those down drones and throw them at people. Yep. All right, grenades. That one's going to be hard to do. That's why it's a four person one as well. The other one that I found challenging is the um, sentinels jumping off of their hands that have the boosting. Mm-hmm. You got that? That one's a, I got that one after the second try. There's a very specific pattern to do that one to be successful. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, you and I are both hooked hard by this. One of these days, one of these days we'll have to we'll have to hook up and I've seen you online every once in a while. Maybe we should hook up. And yeah, play definitely. Squads. Uh, I'm sorry though. Uh, is that all you've been playing? Fortnite. Yeah, that's it, man. That's that. Yeah, Fortnite okay. and, and Spellbreak and. You know, just living my best life. Jesse, let's hear from you what you've been playing. Okay, so I have a few games that I've been playing a little bit of. I'll start with uh, Spiritfarer. I was deep in the game last week. I rolled credits, you know, pretty short, I think, on Friday. So I was, like, really up against the end. I could have ended the game way earlier, but I decided I wanted to finish the storylines of all the characters that I could before ending my own storyline. And uh kind of was a little disappointed. I was hoping for more out of the ending. Mm. But I I got to the end. <laughs> um then I I played Little Inferno on the Switch. It was on sale like two or three weeks ago for like three bucks. So I picked it up figuring I'm gonna need 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 something to play. And I re- didn't realize how short that game was. I, I had the whole thing I rolled credits in under four hours. And then I, like, ended up hundred hundred percenting it with with a walkthrough, getting what I missed in like less than a half an hour. Then I did a live stream of this game of uh, called. It was part of the indie one, like again, like three weeks ago. Uh, Hypnospace Outlaw. That's a weird one. It's like your. It's like. A 90s internet simulator where you are like rule enforcer. So you, you are given these missions of, of uh, other users' com- complaints saying like this person's being a bully. 
So you f- go to the, their web pages and find out where they've been a bully and kind of flag them. And then if you're right, you get money. If you're wrong, you probably get penalized. The problem is, you know, it's not really easy to figure out initially what you need to do. And I didn't want to actually only make a mistake. So I didn't flag things I thought that I wasn't 100% sure about. That's where I stopped playing. I was like, I was on a page that had probably two or three things I should should have been flagging, but I didn't flag any of them yet. And then if I get ever get back into the game, I at least know what I, what I need to do. But the kind of the weird thing about that game is you can play with a mouse and keyboard, and it's because it was I'm sure it was a PC game first. But so it, it feels really natural playing it that way. It's, just, it's like you're playing in a web browser. Mm. And with with eighties internet like graphics, but so you, know, you you can look at my video I have on the channel of, of like the first hour ish or so, and uh, yeah, I played the whole thing with mouse mouse and keyboard. Uh, after that, I tried Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles Remastered Edition. I remember trying it on the GameCube and not getting far, and. I think I've been, I remembered why that game is rough. Like if, if when you kill things, items will drop, but you just, you don't just walk over it to pick it up. You actually go and have to push a button to pick it up. Every single item, like all the gill, any potions, any keys. And you know, I was in the first dungeon. I was playing by myself and died. So like this game really needs multiple people. And of course, it doesn't use your system friend list. It has its own internal friends list at the game level. So, nope, I don't think I'm going to deal with this game at all. Yeah, I, I this is what puzzled me when it got announced as a remaster because I remember playing this game with a bunch of friends as well, and we all hated it. We all, all of us, hated it at the same time. And it's and I remember the one friend basically saying probably the best quote to sum it up. Uh, one of you has to be the mom at the theme park who carries all the bags while the rest of them are all having fun. Pretty much. Uh, and I just don't, I still don't understand that mechanic with carrying the thing. Like, surely they would have been better off just getting rid of that and just having everybody actually participate in stuff. They needed the, the mechanic time. to keep everyone together. Yeah, there's other ways. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we were the same. We it's not sound fun. No, yeah. right? Mom at Theme Park Simulator. No, it's definitely not okay. fun. So the last game I wanted to talk about is while well, I was I was I was uh, going through some of the old games I had in the Wii U, and I came across a Picross game called Pixel Cross. Surprise! Like, surprise! I completely forgot I had this, so I launched it, and it's it said. <laughs> Like eight percent of the easy puzzles done, zero medium, zero hide. I'm like, why didn't I play this? Interesting. So I went and I kind of, I didn't reset everything. I just started over from the first puzzle and went on to play. Found out why I stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd got two puzzles more before I gave up this time around than I did last time. But you know, the the main problem is the Gamepad only supports 15 horizontal by 10 vertical without needing to scroll. If it's bigger than that, it's got to zoom in. 
When it's zoomed in, you lose the details of the hints. So if you're trying to figure out what to do with the bottom of a column, you just have to scroll to the top, look at your numbers, then scroll back down to the bottom, and then figure out what you need to do with it, and then do that back and forth. Where modern games, like say uh, uh, games on the 3DS, when you do the zoom in, the, the hints would still be visible. Kind of overlapping some of the puzzle, but at least they're still visible so you don't have to scroll around. Uh, I, I just didn't want to deal with that. And apparently, I didn't want to deal with it the first time either. <laughs> so, Fair uh, enough. When I was looking for information on it, like when it was released and whatnot, I actually found uh, like Nintendo Life did a review and <laughs> gave it a pretty good mark. I'm like, did they play the same game I played? I don't know. So yeah. makes, it just this makes me want the next Jupiter game more. Gotcha. Tim, what you been playing, buddy? Uh, so I've been playing the usual Animal Crossing with the family. So, you know, racking up my hours there for that game. <laughs> it's probably going to be the most I've played a game in my entire life <laughs> altogether as it adds up. Um, but... Uh, I've also been playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, we, my son and I booted that back up, and we did a couple matches there. Um, and then I played a little bit more Axiom Verge for the monthly mayhem that's been going on, and I need to get that done so I can move on to the next game. But uh, <laughs> at least I'm still having fun with it, though. So if I don't get it done, I don't get it done in time. I'm still having fun with it. Yeah, well, um, I think Axiom Verge is the biggest game of the three, so... I think it's the clocks in around 20 to 25 hours where like Gato Roboto is less than five. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see how it works out. It's been hard to play uh, games at this, even though it looks like I played a lot. It's still been kind of hard to find some time to play. Um, I was able to play fight crab. Uh, we got a review code for that and I did a review of the game. Got it early enough for me to be able to play enough and also play it with my son. Which at the time, I think Justin was asking, hey, how's the review going? And I, when I first started playing it, I was playing by myself. And I still agree with what I said before. It's a lot more fun when you're playing with others. And I think I said that in my review. It's, it's a, it, would, it's going, it would be best played in a party environment, especially if you have a few drinks. It would be hilarious <laughs> to watch. Or you know, if you're just, even if you're just a bunch of kids, you don't even have to have drinks, obviously. Just be sugared up if you want play it <laughs> but it's but, silly but just but just as an fyi we don't um encourage getting your kids drunk i just know don't sure. i don't cross we, don't, we don't we don't tim does but the rest of us don't so we're gonna <laughs> just be clear. Yes. now sugaring kids up we do encourage yeah, yeah. that yeah yes absolutely yep so but yeah the uh reviewing the game it was a lot of fun playing with sammy you know, sammy and i just were cracking up by the way sam says hi as usual to hey you sam all, you know. <laughs> hi sam uh, but he's, uh, he was having a lot of fun with it. And when we were, when I was done with the review, I actually took it off of my switch and let him have it on his switch. So nice. he's been having a lot of fun with that. Um, so what again, you're saying is we should expect better reviews from Sam. Sam will give saying? us more of a review. Yeah, good, good, good. You've just been fired, <laughs> Tim. You didn't even know it was coming. All right. Know. See you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Raji in the Ancient Epic. I've been playing that since I bought it when it was announced uh, as a day, you know, uh, what was it? A shadow drop that day when it was announced. 
And loving that game when I play it. It's a lot of fun. Gives me some God of War vibes. Not as violent as God of War. Uh, but more of like the God of War games or played them on the PSP. Um, that's what it gives me the vibes from. And there's the only problems I have with the game is that there's definitely slow parts where you're just, which is interesting. I guess I don't have a problem with it. I guess if people are looking for consistent action, this game does not, is not consistent when it's, when it comes to playing the action parts. It's basically you run some through some pretty beautiful scenery and you're running and you're running and you're running <laughs> and then you'll start hitting some action points and it's got some great action sequences and fighting you know so it's some good to a certain extent um hack and slash but you have to be uh particular in what you're slashing with if you will so it's not just you know button mashing hack and slash it's uh you have to be, you know, combo aware of what you're doing with your combos and stuff to be able to beat, especially some harder areas. But with that, again, it is a beautiful game. I love the story, the uh, the Indonesian story of it, or I, I, I say Indonesian because I can't remember the actual mythical side of it from their culture, but it's very interesting. Um like I said, God of War talked about the Greek side and now the newer God of War is talking about the Viking side. But this Indonesian side is talking more of their Hindu uh, myth- mythology, which was very interesting to, to listen to and stuff. So I've been enjoying that and I'm hoping to be able to finish it soon. I was hoping to be able to finish it this past weekend, but I think it's getting longer than I thought it was, which is not a bad thing. I'm still enjoying it. So I hope to be able to finish it soon and maybe add it to my list of Game of the Year discussions, because I think it could be on that. We'll see. Uh, But I've also been playing some non-Nintendo games. Uh, Non-Nintendo games. Uh, Again, got that uh, PS Vita. uh, And thanks again to the person who hooked me up with that. Uh, Played some Super Stardust Delta. uh, And that was one of the games I had on my Vita before, and I I loved that game, and I missed it. So when I got the Vita again, I re-downloaded it playing that it's basically a space shooter game that you uh go around a globe and have to shoot uh, all the things that are basically coming at the globe and then eventually coming after you and you have to shoot you have to change your weapon between fire and ice to destroy what's coming at you or the planet Mm. um and i actually when i fired it back up i actually got a higher score (laughs) <laughs> than I did last time I played it <laughs> a few years ago because I was just so intensely into it. Um, but speaking of which, just on a side note, one of the games that I really like that's on a Nintendo game that's similar is Nano Assault EX for the 3DS. Love that game, and I I even put that out... That is a fantastic game. I put a tweet one? out, Nano Assault EX for the 3DS. Okay. It was made by Shin and the same guys as uh, Fast right. Racing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Love that game, and I sent a tweet to them asking if they would bring the, uh, that game to the Switch or even a new version of that or a sequel. I obviously didn't hear anything, but you know, that would be cool if they brought that out. But the playing Super Stardust Delta was a lot of fun, and hope to fire that up again. And then, last but not least, uh, fired up Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, 
and played that with my son, introduced that to him, and he asked me, when did you play this before? And I had to explain, oh, I played this a long time ago <laughs> with some friends and had a good time with it. And sure enough, you know, it, it was some mess, mumble mess, muscle memory coming into play there. Uh, but my son and I were having a lot of fun cracking up at the bales and, and the, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So, Oh, the soundtrack. Yes, the soundtrack did not disappoint. Left yeah. off right where I left it. It feels like, and I want to go download a playlist and listen to it. <laughs> I'm sure that there is a playlist compiled out there somewhere. You can just, you know, I'm, I'm sure I'm, there I'm, is. I believe they used to release soundtrack like CDs for those, so it's probably out yeah. there somewhere. Like, yeah, I'm sure you have some kind of streaming service over there on your Android, like Spotify yep. or something like that. You can just that there's not an official. Guardians of the Galaxy playlist on Apple Music, but I made my own. Yep, because that's yep. those those two movies have an amazing soundtrack. So there's always people who do that, and I'm sure I'll find it. Yeah, and that those old Tony Hawk games. God, what a, what amazing little time capsules those are. Yes. Uh, for me, I've been playing. Uh, I mentioned this earlier in the show. I've been playing Super Punch Patrol from Horberg Productions. It's out now on Switch. If you're a fan of Final Fight or Streets of Rage or the Simpsons or any of those old school nineties arcade brawlers run and go buy this right now. It's five bucks. Uh, and it's done in the same art style as gunman Clive, which is like this really cool, uh, pencil sketch style. The backgrounds are in black and white. Your character is blue and all the enemies are in red. Uh, so it looks like it's been sketched with like a pencil and pins. Uh, and it's really, really good. Y'all, uh, like, it even takes into the limitations of those old games, you know, like as far as movement and uh, the way you interact with enemies and things like that. It's a, it's a love letter to that era of arcade gaming. And I think that's, that's a really cool uh, one for you to go. And it's super cheap and you're supporting a fantastic developer. Uh, Gunman Clive is also worth your time if you've not played that. And so is Mech Termination Force which I think is one of the most criminally underrated Nintendo Switch games out there. Uh, if you love Contra 3 on the in, on the Super Nintendo, then you need to go my, buy Mech Termination Force immediately. It's basically Contra Boss Rush. Gunman Clive is a great example of some fantastic games that were on the 3DS. Yes. That was, I love the, they yeah. have Gunman Clive 1 and 2. Those are so good. Yeah, like and there's the an first, HD collection now for Switch as yeah. well. Yeah, the first game is, if you just get the first game by itself on the 3DS, it's $2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So break the 3DS out and, and you know, pour one out for your 3DS and download a game you haven't gotten for yeah. two bucks. Literally for less than well, a cup a cop of Starbucks yeah, cop, you guys. The HD yeah. collection on the Switch is four. So you get, you get two games yeah. for four bucks. His game, These two games, uh, the, the Super Punch Patrol and Gunman Clive, are relatively cheap. I think Max Termination Force is a little bit more. I think it's up around the $12 range or something, but it's still worth it. Uh, I can't beat that game. Uh, I'm on the last, like, mech, uh, like, robot thing, and it's like a giant skull that snakes come out of its eyes, and there's lava, and you have to, like, hang on to the snakes and blow off all their armor, and it, I just can't do it. I can't. I'm on, it's impossible. Uh, also played this week, and I, y'all parents, hear this. Uh, I think this is a fantastic game for you to play with your children, uh, is Tin and Kuna, which is a uh, physics uh, puzzle platformer 
that's out for Nintendo Switch right now. You play as Kuna, uh, who goes on a mission to save his friend Tin when he is infected uh, by this weird spirit thing from inside an egg or a crystal or something. Uh, and the levels involve Kuna rolling around like a pill bug, uh, like rolling around the landscape and gathering totems and uh, manipulating a ball into this recessed divot at, at a final totem to like unlock your way to the next uh, place. Um, like it's not, um, I, like it's not all that. Um, to me, it's it's not all that like complicated. I played about uh, a handful of levels. I played up through like level ten, uh, and it's really really good, y'all. It's really good. I think, and again, it's one of those like parents you can sit on the couch and help your kids play along, and it's not like it's not overly violent or anything. Tons to explore. Uh, great graphics and sound. I highly recommend it. Uh, also came out today. I've been playing Hades. Tim, you need to go buy Hades. Uh, you were talking about hack and slash earlier. Yes. Yes. This is a hack and slash roguelike Greek mythology. Like if Dead Cells and was roguelike, like a, a top down Zelda dungeon crawler roguelike with heavy Greek mythology influences. Super cool. Yeah. This is uh, on my radar. Definitely. Super Giant Games is awesome, and it's on sale right now. By the way, too. Yeah, it is for the off. next. Yeah, the next six days. It's normally twenty five dollars. You can get it for nineteen ninety nine right now, uh, and it's fantastic. And you die, you start over, uh, and you you kind of learn some more about the story about uh, the your character is the son of Hades, the god of the underworld, and he's trying to escape. Uh, really cool aesthetic and very snappy. Super atmospheric. Uh, John Blanco and I were talking about it earlier, and he's like, this is fantastic. Everybody needs to play this. I love it. Uh, and also, uh, gamer confessional time. A little bit of shame here. Uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisp came out today, and I purchased it. And then realized and remembered that I've never beaten Ori and the Blind Forest. Uh, so uh, I've made two attempts to get through it, and both times it's been derailed by other games. Not because I don't like Ori in the Blind Forest, just that I it's been derailed. So this weekend is Marty finishes Ori in the Blind Forest weekend. All right. So yeah, yeah. so that's what's going to happen. It's going to be good. I'm gonna, it's going to happen, uh, and that is going on this weekend as well as Mario 3D All Stars and WWE Battlegrounds, which is downloading on my Switch right now. And, oh, yeah, uh, I forgot about that. Look, I'm going to stream uh, some WWE Battlegrounds Saturday afternoon uh, on our channel. and so I need to download it so I can go online and fight you. Yeah, come on. <laughs> look, uh, I, saw yeah, the roster, I saw the roster of included, uh, of included characters this week, and it's ridiculous how many, how many options you have, plus create a wrestler and all kinds of other stuff. So it's going to be a lot of nice. fun. Uh, I'm going to create all of us. On there, and we're going to have a battle royale. It's going to be Sweet. like us versus the Mega Dads. It's going to be great. Nice. Nice. Uh, so, yeah, that's what we've been playing. Let's turn on the community spotlight and round out the show. Okay. 
Community Spotlight is where we highlight uh, your comments and questions and concerns from the community. There's never really been any concerns, uh, I don't guess, but there could be sometimes. But uh, you can call in and leave us a voicemail or you can send us, uh, uh, tweet us or email us at nintendodads at gmail.com. You can also call us uh, at 92925NDADS, uh, which is actually 929-256-3237. We'll play your voicemail right here on the show. But we got a ton of questions this week, both from Twitter, Patreon, email, all those things. Let's get right into it. Michael Burgett says this. So I saw in another nerdy group that I'm a part of uh, this question that was posed to them and wanted to pass it along to you since it's a kind of on brand for a Nintendo podcast. The guy mentioned that he was going to officiate a Legend of Zelda themed wedding and was going to work in quotes from the series into the wedding. He mentioned he already had, hey, listen, and it's dangerous to go alone, and wanted to get other quotes. My question to y'all is, what quotes can you think of from the Zelda series that could be worked into a wedding? Well, they've got the good ones. Um, <laughs> at least they got the easy ones. <laughs> Look, all I'm going to say is this. If he doesn't work in, well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> Maybe something from the CDI games about something about the, oh. what, eating the Octrock or whatever that was. Link, the blood moon rises. <laughs> you need to paint uh, yourself completely blue and just, just like come from behind the cupboard or something and just go, there's a 99% chance that this is a wedding. <laughs> <laughs> I just think the guy that's doing the wedding should show up dressed like Tingle <laughs> and uh, just leave it at the hat. You I'm know, okay the, with this. The hard, part about, the hard part about that is this, is that most of the memorable quotes from Zelda games are not attributed to Link. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, like... The, the mole says, I am error. I am error. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how would you... I don't know how you work that in, but yeah. Uh, I like that. Um, I, but I, I think the most iconic, right, are, hey, listen, and it's dangerous to go along. So... You work those in, you work in a few other, I mean, just Google. Grumble, grumble. Grumble, grumble. Yeah. <laughs> uh, definitely like half of the dialogue from Zelda 2. Uh, just throw it in randomly. It's a secret uh, to everybody. that's what they did. That's what they did, right? Yeah. Why do you love me? It's a secret to everybody. Uh, there you go. <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, let's, um, let's throw this one in here. Gary, this is a question for you. All right. Uh, here's what it says. Uh, first off, thank you so much for the time you've given us and entertainment with each episode you were a part of. I too am going to school and work full time. Gaming has been a huge part of my life, but when I first started my journey in attending college, I just didn't know how to balance everything out. I literally stopped playing video games because I was just so busy with family work and now school. I know the podcast was another addition that you had, but now that you have a little bit more free time after your departure, how do you balance it all out? I probably only get 30 minutes a day, sometimes more of gaming. None. For that matter, how, how do all of you get your time for gaming? Thanks, guys. One more thing. Best of luck to you in live school and your career, Flat Cap Gary. That's from Onyxus. So uh, how do you do that? How do you balance it all? Don't. That's that's the short version. Um, it's like like Jesse said in there. It's sometimes no gaming, no gaming for five days, no game for six, 
six days it, it happens yeah last year especially it was like weeks upon end sometimes before you'd pick it up but uh this goes hand in hand with it with like podcasting content creation and stuff is uh covering games sometimes you you have to cover games that you wouldn't normally pick up or or that you just generally don't like right it, it's happened to all of us it happens and they can be the hardest because what feels like 10 minutes playing that game can feel like a couple of hours. And it's one of the perils of content creating is that every once in a while you'll, you'll have to play something that you really, you really just don't like, but you've got to get to a point where you can give your honest opinion about it. You can't play for 10 minutes ago. Rubbish. And, uh, I, I think that the, um, what I will say is if you're not in that position where you, you need to do that kind of thing, then always play a game that you know you'll love. Don't play something that you think you'll like or, or that you, you're unsure about. Like always play something that you generally like because then those moments become even better. And, uh, for me, balancing it, um, everything else is more important. It's a hobby and it's something that I, I really do love playing games. Um, but family, my daughter, my university is all way more important than gaming could ever possibly be, right? So sometimes it has to be on the back burner. I mean, I'm, I'm luckily, uh, luckily enough, my, my five year old loves games, but she's really, really enjoys Minecraft and we have a land set up to play Minecraft together. And I think that, um, if your kids and that are into it or family members are into gaming, then you are best playing with somebody else. You know, there's more interaction there. And I think that goes a long way. But other than that, like, it's just as and when you can squeeze it in. Don't play them if you're overly tired and make sure you're actually enjoying it and having a good time. That's, that's the only thing I could really say on it. And I'm sure you guys are all kind of in the same boat, right? Where you, you have to kind of like just squeeze them in. Yeah, sometimes like it's uh, like I've played more games uh, to completion because of the Switch than any other system because I can play it while we're watching a show or we're relaxing at night. My wife and I are sitting on the couch, you know, and uh, either she might be playing Animal Crossing and we're watching a show or I'm playing something else. So uh, a lot of that time, I'll just be honest with you, um, I have a TV here in my office. <laughs> And so uh, if I get some downtime during the day and a lot of times uh, like I'll just be busy and it's like, I don't like, I can't go home for lunch, even though I live really close to my office. Um, I'll be like, I'm going to shut my door. I'm going to lock it. I'm going to take my lunch break and it's going to be video game time because I've had a busy morning and I need to unwind uh, or, uh, you know, playing at night after the kids are in bed, uh, playing while I'm in bed. Uh, or getting up early in the morning, like I'm probably going to do in the morning and dig into some Mario 64 before the kids get up. So it's, uh, I think the phrase catch as catch can here is, is a good application for that for dad gaming. Um, I actually, um, some of you may know I do another podcast. Uh, it's more, uh, church work related and, and ministry focused, but I have my wife on the podcast this week. And we actually talked about this, about gaming with your spouse and, and, and everything. And one of the things that we talked about there was that, uh, you know, like I want to invite her into that hobby. Uh, I want her, I want to invite her in and because I enjoy that. That's something I enjoy. I want to enjoy it with her. But there's two things about that. Number one, it's hard for me to invite somebody in 
even my kids, because growing up as an only child, playing a lot of solo games, I became a perfectionist. I want to do it right. I want to get it right the first time. I want to play it. Uh, and I don't want you messing my game up. So I'm going to do it by myself. Uh, number two, um, I have to be careful that the thing I love doesn't overshadow the one I love. Does that make sense? Like I, yeah. like in my, in my, um, haste and excitement to play games, uh, she needs time too. And I would say that about our kids. I would say that about, you know, anybody that we're around that we care about. They need time too. Uh, and as devices become more pervasive and become harder to get away from and the screen, screen time begins, uh, especially in a pandemic, becomes a, a harder and harder habit to break. I think that's something to be mindful of. Um, and and on, on Nixus, trust me, hear me when I say this, I'm not shaming you for wanting to have game time. That's not at all what I'm saying. Uh, I, I'm saying it against me that sometimes I want gaming time so much I neglect the other things in my life that are too important. Uh, and I, I think you just, the, like the word that I that keeps coming back to my mind is balance. And Gary, <laughs> I think you're right sometimes. There's no way to balance it. So something has to fall. Uh, and for me, I've got like, I guess maybe I wasn't like this when I was younger, but now I'm there that I'm okay with letting gaming be the thing that falls uh, because I need to be there for my kids or my wife or my job or whatever else. Uh, but I also love that this, I can sneak with me wherever I go, right? That's <laughs> uh, like tonight, we had to take my daughter to dance and I looked at my wife and I was like, hey, would you mind driving? Because <laughs> uh, I want to play this game. And she was like, yeah, sure, well, that's fine. And that was my game time. I spent a little time with Hades tonight because uh, she was okay with me driving. Hades without the ladies. I like where you're going, Marky. Hades with the ladies. Yeah. Uh, Any other thoughts you guys have on this? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be very honest with you, Marty. I think you, I think you, you know, said it really well there, right? I think, I think that is that balance. I think it's always a balance or a struggle. Um, you know, I think. I think also understand what, um, you know, how can I say this nicely? What is video games, what is video games for you or what does it need to be for you? What I mean by that is that for some people that is the escapism, right? That is their like, I, you know, especially, you know, I think when something like a pandemic, right, where we're not able to get out and see our friends the same way, we're not able to go to the gym, we're not able to do those things that maybe carving out 30 minutes of video game time for you is really critical. Right. So not saying that you over prioritize those things, but if maybe where you're with a partner, it's raising that. Right. And saying like, hey, sure. Look, you know, I haven't been able to go and see the guys go for a pint. Um, and I miss that social part. Like, I love you, partner. I love my family, but I need guy time. Right. So I, you know, I, what I'm asking or, or what I want to say is like, hey, on on Wednesday at seven o'clock, do you mind if I jump online with, you know, Tim and, and Marty and, and Gary and Jesse? And we're going to play some Fortnite together on chat and and it's really not about playing fortnite but it's about being together do you know what i mean so understand what that is for you and if it if it's something that that it's 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 more of it's feeling something different than how you express that and zach used to talk about this as well like you can carve out that time but you need to express and understand what that is now i think to marty's point it's if it is the detriment of i've come home from work where just spend six hours by myself and play video games for seven days a week that's an issue do you know what i mean like that's that's a challenge, but if there is something for you that it that it fills that gap, I think I think trying to do that 
I think the other part that you know that Gary would say, especially if you're a parent, is is if and in I think the parent and the partner part is is that as well. What do they enjoy? Right? We've talked about this before. If they enjoy a specific type of game, you're more likely, you know, it's easier to say, hey guys, instead of watching the telly, do you guys want to play a game together? Right? Like, do you want to play Mario Party together? You know, one of the reasons why, for example, the Super Mario collection for me is is so really like awesome to come out tomorrow is that one of my fondest memories of this of this collection is Super Mario Galaxy. And the reason it's such a fond memory for me is because that was the game that my wife and I played together all the way through. Right? Like she was always the star bit collector. But I remember it was like, you know, it was during the time that she was pregnant with our first daughter and she we just kind of sit on the couch and just play together. And that's a special moment, right? But that's a game. And whenever a new Mario game comes out, the first question she asks me is, is there a two-player function, like in Galaxy, where I can help and play? Do you know what I mean? So, there's so she likes the girlfriend mode. Yeah, she likes that. She likes that mode. She She's like, I feel like I'm helpful, but I'm also involved and I'm paying attention. And I'm trying to like, so that's a really great thing. And I think like the same thing for kids. My daughters 100% love Animal Crossing, right? Dad, did you see the update? Dad, did you hear this? Dad. So awesome. That's the spot that I'm going to lean into. I'm not going to be like, all right, kids, who wants to play Hades with me tonight? Like, that's not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? That's dad time, right? So, so carve out the time. You know, if you're looking for that time, look for where your partners or your children or whoever those stakeholders are in your life, where they're interested in. And look at that not as a who I'm getting in video time, but rather I'm getting in my time with my family because of this avenue. And I don't know if that helps at all. So yeah. Like, I'm just to speak to that just real quick. Um, like I used to roll my eyes uh, a lot when my son would talk about Fortnite and he would talk about like weapon colors and drops and all kinds of stuff. But now I've, I've like started talking to him mm-hmm. about that and talking with him about it and like comparing our experiences. Oh, did you do this challenge? Did you do this? Did you do that? And that has opened up an amazing dialogue between mm-hmm. us, you know, and it wasn't something that I had to force like, Hey, come play this Mario game with me. You know, yeah. it's, well, he's probably not going to play that Mario game with me, uh, but he is going to play Fortnite. I think, I take those I th- opportunities. Yeah. I think video games had, I think unlike probably almost any other medium, can impact us all in very different ways, but also create a communal experience that we feel connected with in different ways um, and can find that touch point. And I think, you know, I know, Marty, you've been leaning into a lot of a lot of your son's Fortnite stuff, right? We've seen you promoting yeah. his YouTube channel right, and that kind of stuff. And and that probably, you know, again, that's bringing you closer, right? It's bringing the connection. Yeah, my daughter, absolutely. for those of you who listened to the show before, my daughter's uh, Morgan's Minute, right? Where it's like 25 minutes. She says to me, literally, she's like, when can we do the next Morgan's Minute? Because I just want to talk about animal crossing again. And I'm like, that's the same conversation in the kitchen. She's like, I know, but it's a podcast and I want to talk. And I was like, okay. Like that's, <laughs> but, but the other part of that, and we've talked about this as far as parenting, is that also because that's something you're interested in? Do you know what I mean? Like Marty, is your son is interested in video games because you're interested in video games? Mm-hmm. Right? Is that the same thing with you, Gary, right? Like is, is your daughter into Minecraft because you're into Minecraft? Do you know what I mean? Like, because they understand that those are places that they can connect with you. They can, they can, they can share that moment together. Right? Like, hey, I really like rugby, and I really like, I really like playing rugby. My daughter's like, yeah, but I'm, I'm a little too lo- a little play rugby right now. But like, we play video games together. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's these moments, and I think it's how we embrace those as as parents to lean into those. So I'm gonna get off my soapbox. I apologize. For yeah. Right. So I've, uh, I have two things I want to say. I'm trying to figure out which one to say first. Um, something to look forward to, I guess, once the kids are older. Like, you know, again, 
you know, the two young ones are out of the house. The oldest one has moved back in. My wife and I both play our own games and aren't really interested in what the other one's playing. And for us, we're okay with that. So, and you know, with, you know, the, the oldest one, you know, she works at night. So, like, uh, and so sleeps during the day and works at night. So I still have very little interaction with her. So I ha- probably have the most time to play out of everyone here. Um, so, which, which, we had one reasons why I had five or six games on my list this week. Uh, so, you know, things will get better in time once, you know, once you've figured out the juggling and priorities shift. And then the other thing I wanted to say is I kind of had a similar conversation with my son, kind of like what Marty had, uh, over, uh, Persona. Cause, you know, I, I, when he started playing Persona 5, you know, he had no idea what he was doing. He, he played it on easy and like barely, barely finished it. Where I played on normal, I played three, four, and five, but I only played each one once or twice. But then over the time, he's played, he's probably beaten Persona 5 10 times because he's trying to fill out the compodium and get, you know, platinum the game and get everything he can possibly squeeze out of it. So at this point, he has a better understanding of the system mechanics than I do. So to, to be interesting, he was, let's load my first save file for when I beat the game the first time. And he checked his loadout and he goes, I don't know how I beat the game. <laughs> so then he looked at my loadout from what I played when I, when I beat Persona 5, and he goes, yeah, you got a pretty decent loadout. There's definitely gaps that can be filled out. for, But for playing one time through, it wasn't bad. So, again, weird game to have a conversation over. But, you know, we have common ground. We both understand the mechanics of the game and the lingo of the game. Something I'm sure we had, you know, forces of lives just gloss over just now. <laughs> but at least you know we understand. You know that's something we were able to have a conversation about. Oh. And since you know, he doesn't he doesn't live at home anymore, so you know we when when he is over, we have to pick our battles and pick pick our pick our conversations carefully. Yeah. Okay. For me, it's uh, for whenever yeah, I talked again. about. Uh, you guys all heard me talk about this. Anybody who listens to the show, I'm always playing Animal Crossing. I've got almost 400 hours in Animal Crossing. I just looked. And it's because everybody in my family is into it. Well, my daughter's kind of dropped off now. She's still, you know, GTA 5. That's where she lives right now. But (laughs) (laughs) it's a juxtaposition. Yeah. (laughs) You know, Animal Crossing, GTA 5, Criminal Underground, you know, stuff. I mean, Tom Nook really is a mobster. (laughs) That's the next DLC. Yes. There you go. But yeah, it's uh, because, and it's always what we've done in the family is we'll find a game that we all latch onto and we just kind of, that's what we've been playing. And we kind of got away from it a little bit because other games popped up, especially my wife. She's been playing the uh, um, the Spiritfarer game. And she, if she hasn't already beaten it, she's probably darn close to it as well as beating that one. And she loves it. Uh, in fact, I've been asking her if she would like to do a show with me about or a recording of how she was doing about that game, you know, because she's been saving a lot of screen clips from it. So I was thinking of like, let's do a slideshow from your Switch <laughs> talking about the game. So 
toying around with that just to get a you know a, a mom's view of the game, you know, if you will. Uh, but uh, and it, and kind of the opposite side of the spectrum is when I'm looking for games like that. There's some that fail, and that's like Clubhouse Games. I bought Clubhouse Games thinking that you know, hey, the whole family could play computer card games and board games or whatever else they provide and no one's interested whatsoever even with the free download no one in my family's interested in playing that game so mm-hmm. some are hits and misses but just if you wanted to my point is is finding the game that everybody can get involved with um if they're video game players is one thing um but it goes to what you all have been saying just finding that that thing that either you can bond with them with on or that they feel like they're gravitating towards you for work to that. And then you'll find time to where you guys can both find what your hobbies are together to do together. And I think it's important to note here as we kind of wrap up the discussion on this question, that the game that you're going to find that you share with your kids or your spouse or something, it's, probably not always going to be your a your favorite game or b the game that you want to play at that exact moment <laughs> but yes. if you want to do something together you're going to have to jump in there on that like you know and a great example of that is Fortnite like i didn't want to play that at first but then you know last season Things started getting kind of serious. We started talking about it a lot more, and now season four, we're all in. Because, Marvel. Yeah. Well, Marvel, <laughs> but also because now we have this dialogue right going on. So great, great question, Onyxis. I hope that uh, helps you out there. Uh, here's a couple of uh, things from Patreon. Um, Michael Mancher asks us this. When you guys were making your Discord and Patreon – were there any do's or don'ts you picked up uh, from maybe being part of other communities? Uh, we were one of the first communities, I would say, too, in Discord. So I would say we – I'm not saying we're pioneered it, but we were one of the first ones from the podcast to go to Discord and use that as our community space. I think, so. I think the general idea in the beginning, if I'm not wrong here, Justin, is don't be the Megadads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I you know i mean i, th- I think that's that's a great question right and I, at patreon we were also like from our the, i call it the class of 2014 right podcasters we were also i think the first ones to get into patreon space as well um some do's and don'ts i mean i think some do's you know establish establish moderation right establish moderators establish the, that kind of community right that was kind of how we found tim Right. To be able to engage in it, create channels where people can, can connect. Don't create too many channels that overflood the options. Right. Cause you want to be able to find areas for people. Um, as you know, hosts or as, um, moderators pop in, drop a line, say hi, right. Allow people to be there. Also, if, you know, people are being jerks and not appropriate, I mean, you know, let adults figure out their own conversations, right. You can have disagreements, but you can't have, but you know, what I what we will not stand in, in our community is you know racial slurs or you know any of that kind of inappropriate conduct. There's a zero tolerance for that, and and so you kind of establish those things. Um, and we've never I, needed to actually enforce no, anything. Yeah, that's exactly you know, and that's the beautiful part. Like we that's have, the great we part have about a fantastic it. community, and 
So we understand those things. But everyone um, understands that we will we do have those standards. Yeah, but exactly. Everyone, like, so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you, you can test me. Go ahead. And I'll, you'll be gone. <laughs> you'll be, you'll be gone real fast. Like, that's, that's fine. Um, and then I think the other part of it is also, you know, my other do's and don'ts are, would be really effectively listening to those people, listening to Patreon, listening to, um, the folks in Discord, like what works for them, what doesn't work. We've made some tier changes in the past week for people's feedback. Like, I don't like that. Oh, okay. Right. So, so, you know, again, I think if your intent for those things is to build community, to bring people together, that's really what you want to be. Like, what is the foundation for why you're doing those things? Is it because somebody else is doing it? Right. Like, oh, I need to have a Discord because the mega dads have a Discord. Well, then if, if, if that's the reason for doing it, I don't think it's a great reason. Right. I think it's rather what's the purpose of these avenues and these vehicles. And what are you looking to accomplish? Yeah, that was, now, Tim, I'll ask you because, like, again, you're kind of our, our Discord manager. Um, what are some things that you think of? Uh, from the Discord side is – and I, I'll say this. I get away from it and I have to remind myself is to keep it simple, stupid. You know, so <laughs> keep it stim- simple is what I try to do. And uh, with not having too many categories or not too many, not too many things for people to get lost in. But – Unfortunately, people still get lost in it because they're not familiar with it. Or I think sometimes they might be overwhelmed with other communities as well. Because if, you, if you're following, I found this myself, if I'm following too many communities in Discord, I will get lost in their community because they have a lot of channels. You don't know where to go to talk about something. I try to keep that at bay, but I'm not always successful. But I try to keep it clean. You know, if things aren't, if nobody's talking in a channel, I'll close it down. So try to keep that down. And then, uh, and that was the goal too, from even though it was something we wanted to keep simple, when we moved to discord, it was so we could have improvements in conversations and community when we moved from line to discord, because line was just, you know, basically a chat channel where discord is a little bit more categorized chat channels. It still doesn't have threads and stuff, which is what I hope we get one day. But, uh, it's just it was a little bit easier to have conversations and keep track in something like Discord than it was in line. Yeah, per, as, yeah as a personal. Ahead, say. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, as a personal user level, not as a admin level, I was kind of reluctant to start using Discord because I've seen it used, and every time I've every server I've seen and used, there's just so many people on it, and all the chats are going so fast that it's hard to keep track of anything. So I kind of like never used it. So I, with our community, when it started growing, it was, you know, small, you know, big enough that good conversation happened, but yet small enough that it felt manageable. So I got more comfortable in using the program myself. And now, now I'm subscribed to probably 15 different servers, a lot of which are still insane and hard to keep track of but there's only normally like one or two things i really care about looking i don't check every single channel if i try to do that i'd be doing that all day yeah yeah what i was going to say is from a user point of view and i think it's important for anybody who wants to start a discord is uh, you gotta know what what and who you want in really because if you open the floodgates to the entire internet it can get messy very fast those are the ones that i've been seeing (laughs) Uh, that's why some of them have like a patron tier to get in and stuff like that. So you know that they, they are genuine fans who want to interact who will be in there. And the other thing is be wary of the at everyone tag 
because I've left so many Discord groups because they constantly spam the at everyone tag all the time. And most of the time it's, it's people who want to promote their own streaming, their own videos and stuff like that. But not everyone needs to know. Like if people are interested, they will go there naturally. So, um, you know, if you want to talk and people want to hear it, they will, they will know. They, they, they don't need to be like push notifications every single time. Yeah, um, one of the greatest things that I did, and this is going to sound awful, but it's uh, it's just a personal thing with me. Uh, I can't deal with notifications. Like, if they come in, I have to get them immediately because I'm just ADD like that. So I just turned off all notifications on Discord unless it mentions me specifically. I, I yeah. do the same thing. Otherwise, again, it gets, I get flooded. Uh, and, like, I just I couldn't handle it. Like, my, my nerves were shot. So... Uh, I think that, that mainly, Michael, what, what I think we're, we're coming back to and what I'm hearing more than anything is this, is that if you're going to do Discord, if you're going to do Patreon, the community is the most important thing, not the results. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what are you trying to build? What are you trying to achieve with it? That is the goal, not the, the end result of, hey, you're sponsoring us or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, Shiv UK says this. I'm glad that Nintendo recognized, he's going back talking about the uh, partner direct. I'm glad that Nintendo recognized that this was more substantial, uh, or more substantial direct than they announced and live streamed it rather than just dropping it. They said that there were more of these directs coming this year. Are you looking forward to them now? So just simple, you know, go around the horn here. Uh, based on what we saw today, are you looking forward to the other partner directs that are coming? I've always been looking forward to them even before this one. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, waiting I'll, for uh, I'm waiting for that next Persona game to drop on Switch. <laughs> Sorry, what was the question? Uh, because of what you saw today in the uh, Nintendo Partner Direct, are you more excited, or are you looking forward to the rest of them coming out down the line? The rest of what? The Partner Directs. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Look, yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, for me, I don't are know you what okay he's there, doing. Justin? I cut what are you my doing toe. There? It's bleeding, and I don't know if I'm turning stuff. How do you? Oh, jeez. Oh, how do you cut your toe in the middle of a? Are you like playing with a sword or something? There's this. There's an owie, and I scratched it, and it just kept bleeding. Now well, I'm trying to figure go. it out. So it's why not really you, cut. Why don't you go on and put a tourniquet on it, and uh, we'll handle the rest, and uh, just don't die. I'm okay. I'm okay. All right. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Guys, that is uh, pretty much it. Do we want to get to Chris's question? I think that's a good one. Okay. Uh, Chris Logel says this, in reply to Nintendo no longer allowing certain words to be used as usernames with a later firmware update, I think you guys tend to avoid politically charged topics on the podcast. So do you approve of this move? Shouldn't our video games be free of politics? My take on this is this is a politically charged topic. I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) Sorry, that's okay, and that's completely fair. Um, you know, kind of my thought on this is like politics at the game level. I'm okay with people can choose to just not play the game if if they, if they don't want to hear it, like the Call of Duties and all the other stuff. That's fine. I'm okay with Nintendo kind of censoring certain words at the username level. Because anyone can see them at any random time, and some oh, people may be triggered by seeing COVID as a username. 
so I'm in favor of Nintendo doing what they did with the latest uh, firmware update. My reply is C, Jesse's reply. Exactly the same. <laughs> My reply is ditto. Jesse's got the reply. He's Yeah, Jesse's the man. Jesse's board. the voice of reason. Je- Justin's bleeding out over here, so, so he has no opinion. <laughs> There's so much blood for a little toe. Uh, this is not how we expect it's everywhere and and chris honestly here's the deal like i i do not mean to sound dismissive of that at all uh i want you to understand that that uh i mean i agree with the decision they made i don't need to see kkk in a in a person's username i think that's stupid um i personally i think that uh just it's one way or another uh, eliminate all political statements from from names and user entry fields because one way or another, somebody's going to get offended. And, and you know what? Here's the thing. When somebody gets offended, it's not so much that it bounces back on that person or their friends or anything. Who has to deal with it? Ultimately, Nintendo has to deal with it. And so if you cut that stuff out on the front end, it's just avoiding a headache before it gets <laughs> before it begins, Right. And, and Nintendo's not the only companies that made that have made these changes, right? Ubisoft recently no. had a, a patch to, I think it was Call of Duty or something. I remember what game was, where there was a there was a hand sign or hand gesture that was being used. And they basically was being purposed as as a not a not a good not a good symbol, right? So they said, no, we're not doing that, right? And I do think that uh, there game companies do have a responsibility um, to to create a safe space, yeah, in, at in least way, not right? fuel the fire. Correct, right? And I and I think when we think of, of game companies that are out there that do these things, Nintendo is always on the more extreme of that side, right? Mm-hmm. They will always be they they are, you know, we don't have voice chat because they believe that the you know it'll be bad for children. Right. So this is that this that's the company stance, that they, kind of stuff. So and so they're they, always they don't have, have written, the more they don't have a written chat for that exact reason yeah, because bad gonna, stuff happened. They're always gonna have a have a have a have a uh Deeper stance than I think they know who their audience is, so they're going to address that. In situations like this, we always just point back to the great flip note studio incident of the of the 3DS era. Which is what I was referring to, yeah. Yeah. And there's also uh, stuff that happened with like Club Penguin and stuff like that as well, right? You know, there's a lot of like people who jump in just as a joke, but it also does create offense as well. So Mega Dragon says Mega Dragon says swap note. Swap yeah. note, sorry, yeah. Flip note, swap note, same thing. They both end in notes. <laughs> I mean flip note, swap note, death note. I mean it's you know it's all the it's all the same uh, well guys, Boy. that's been episode two hundred and ninety seven of Nintendo Dads. Uh, we're gonna get out of here before Justin bleeds out. We may need to take him to the emergency room. Uh, but while we're doing that, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Chris Mears, Dave Ernsberger, and Antonio Contronio. Thank you guys so much for supporting us at the Patreon producer level. And if you want to be a patron as well, you can head over to patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads and jump in even just for a dollar a month and become uh, a new uh, member of the, the Patreon uh, party. Patreon party. Yeah. You can also head over to our website at nintendodads.org for all of our social media, uh, videos, tweets, podcast episodes, uh, our merch page, all that great stuff. And you can find us on most pages 
or most places in social media. Just type in Nintendo Dads and we're there. Again, email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-N-DADS. It's 929-256-3237. And we want to say a big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show and remind you, go and download us and review us and rate us and give us a written review on your favorite podcast service of choice so people can find the show. I just want to take a minute here and personally say, Gary, uh, thanks so much for what you brought to the show over the years. Thanks for being a friend. Um, we wish you extremely well on whatever it is that you're heading to do now, university and family stuff. And uh, y'all continue to, to interact with Gary on social media. He'll be around and uh, he'll be back to the show. But we're thankful for you. Good I'll friend. be back. <laughs> yeah, you'll be back one day. Yeah, so uh, just uh, as we uh, close out the show, uh, we want to say thanks to Gary for being a part of the show for so long. And I want to say thank you to these guys, Jesse, Tim, Justin. Thanks for hanging out on Thursday nights and making the week better. Uh, and thank you for listening to the show. This has been episode 297 of Nintendo Dads. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye for the final time, for a little bit anyway. I guess it's a see you later. Night, peace. There's so much blood. There's so much blood here. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. It's me, Mario. Yes.